and welcome aboard the Battleship Pretension. I am Tyler Smith. I am David Bax. And thank you for listening. David. Yes. How you doing? Uh, very excited. Lots of exciting things going on mm-hmm. uh, over here at Battleship Pretension. Um, first and foremost, the, uh, the video wing of our uh, ever-growing movie review empire. Oh, wow. Um, okay. If, if you guys haven't... Uh, haven't checked it out, you're, you're way behind the curve. So you need to get over there. Yeah. Uh, you can go to battleshippretension.com or you can just look us up on, on YouTube. Uh, or there's uh, just, just Google Battleship Pretension. Uh, and make it really easy for you. Yeah, yeah. It's not hard. Yeah, and, and, and watch, watch uh, these videos. We want to be able to do more of them, and uh, the more you watch, the more likely we, that will happen. Give them, give them. We're very proud of them. As you can tell, we have a guest. Uh, the guest was actually on our very first video. Honored. Uh, where we, we reviewed The Hunger Games, and we uh, then talked about movies about uh, killer kids. We we. Barely scratched the surface. <laughs> yeah, about I'd say that yeah. that does seem to be the general consensus uh, that uh, the videos aren't quite long enough. I think we yeah, have ruined more. people. No, I think that yeah, you've but ruined them. Well, in ten this, minutes long, by internet standards, it's an epic. Uh, <laughs> but well, they're a little taste test. test. That's the thing. We with with these like three hour episodes, right? You know, <laughs> people for some reason seem to enjoy that, yeah, uh, and so ten minutes seems to not be quite enough for them. But as far as like. YouTube video standards like ten minutes is a uh, you know pretty sizable. Yeah, haters, listen, <laughs> you can't watch a YouTube video in your car on the drive to work. That's what these BP guys know. So if you're out there hating, saying these videos are too short, we want it long like the like the podcast. Then listen to the podcast. There you go. That's there true. Go. Yeah. Um, or just pull up two pictures of uh, Tyler and David online. And uh, and press play on the podcast and sit in front of your computer for two hours and look at their pictures yeah. while you listen to the thing. You and you can, can, when you hear the voices, you can distinguish who's You can who. be Facebook friends with me. There's a lot of photos. You can, you know, scroll back and forth so that you probably have all the various expressions I can possibly make. You probably have them. Yeah, they're out there. <laughs> yeah, it's all out Since there. Since you got that, that facelift, you can only do a couple, so... Um. Uh, no, I realize I haven't actually officially introduced you, Josh, but we'll get to that I in a second. I need no introduction. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second because I want to take care of uh, some other business, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is uh, the TweakedAudio.com uh, earbuds. Mm-hmm. Um, they're these awesome earbuds. You might have heard us talk about them. I yeah. use them. I love them. Uh, you go to TweakedAudio.com. You get these, these uh, really high-quality e- earbuds at, at an affordable price. Um, <laughs> and uh, that's that affordable price is affordable, Tyler, to begin with. Oh, right, yeah. But if you enter offer code pretension at checkout, you get a third off. David, a $30 here's- pair of earbuds becomes $20. God, I just tuned out to everything you just said. That's all right. I wasn't listening to this advertisement. Was Do this you- an advertisement? Yes. yes. Oh, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Do you have... Oh, wow, great. That's great what you just said. I'm going to get those earbuds. <laughs> <laughs> like in Star Trek 2 um, the, the bugs that they put in uh, Chekhov's ears oh. Anyway, uh, when I go to TweakedAudio.com Which I love too Which Josh loves It's got his endorsement uh, up and down I see the TweakedAudio Go to TweakedAudio No, don't take them to the wrong place Oh, sorry Alright, this is our sponsor Oh, I do love and They put out a great product like us. Earbugs. Exactly. Earbugs. Tweaksaudio.com. 
Pick out what you want. Put it in the promo code. Put uh, pretension. You will get thirty three percent off. That's right. What a off. deal! Josh, what a deal! Josh says it's a good deal. Well, you didn't say it was a good deal. You said what a deal. That's a deal. You could say that about bad deals, technically. I didn't, though. I mean, okay. you think you could tell by the inflection of my voice? I thought it was quite something. <laughs> there was a deal. It was a deal and a half. So this yeah. isn't Who text. Said if it's good or not. This is a te- This isn't. A, this isn't. You're not reading text here. This is. You can hear what I'm saying. Right. Uh, anyway, yeah. Do that. Um, you know, uh, we see a bit of that, so it's a great way to support this this podcast and get yourself some awesome earbuds. And a lot of you have, and we really do appreciate that. Yes. Yes. Um, now, Josh. You are you are Josh Fadum. Uh huh. You have been on the show more times than anyone else. Yes. Hold uh, the record. Yeah, I don't know what that record is. I haven't counted, but it uh, it is more times than anyone else. Uh, and the one thing you've done pretty much consistently, I think, almost ev- have you done it every year uh, since, since two thousand was it two thousand eight? We started. Okay. Okay. So we started in two thousand eight. So mm-hmm. um, so this is the fifth year. We've done this this show. Well, well, we, Fifth year we've done the show. Yes. Sometimes we alternate uh, what this show is this, for today, and and do we'll do summer or we'll do winter or oh, okay, or, okay. or whatever. Sometimes it's upcoming. a regular episode. Sometimes it's a supplement, depending right. on yeah. what our And sometimes is. I've been on just to talk about just something that has nothing to do with something. Um, but something this else. has become something we've we've done at least this the summer movie preview. A number of times. It's become something I really look forward to. It's a loose to. tradition that we don't uh, keep track of. Yeah, but it's a big, when I got the summer movie uh, preview issue of Entertainment Weekly, which, which is our guide uh, year in, year out for uh, summer movies, mm-hmm. uh, that's the first thing I thought was like, oh, we got to get Josh on. Yeah. Um, and we're actually, I think we're doing this earlier than we ever have. Usually, like, the summer movie issue has been out for a month or so. Oh, yeah, and, we're, and we, skip the, we skip Indiana Jones and all that stuff. Yeah, we're yeah. actually doing this before The Avengers comes out, which is really something. Yeah. 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 Um, so, now, we want to not go two and a half hours, I think, like we did uh, right. before. And I know you we got- could. I've got time. I mean, I've made, the, I've made the time, you know. Okay. okay. I don't have to be out till... I mean, geez, I could be here till ten o'clock, you know, and yeah. I'd be fine. Yeah. Oh boy. So we could. Just I don't know. If I, Do I, I smell? I feel like when I get in this apartment, I start to smell. <laughs> that sounds like you're saying this apartment smells. No, no, it's yeah. me. I can tell it's coming from my coat. Oh, okay. So there, are, you think there are like enzymes in this apartment that? Yeah. Out a yeah. Smell. Or maybe there's not enough, and I need those enzymes to. I. I right. I there's two. Wait there. Yeah. Okay. There's not enough enzymes, and I'm enzyme deprived, and so my body starts to say, I, science "My reekingness means I need those enzymes." I'm sorry. Whether it's too many or not enough, I apologize. It's uh, it's all right. I think it might be. Maybe it's the cat. So, uh, what I want to ask before we get in, I do want to. We're making good time, so I don't want this to go too long because I do want to get into the summer movies. But I want to ask you, as of the time that we recorded the the video episode that you were on uh-huh where tyler and i reviewed the hunger games you had not seen the hunger games uh-huh and have i have seen it now you have seen i it. thought you were gonna say i look great <laughs> since we saw you last you look great <laughs> you you look like kind of a mess at the time but you've really cleaned up yeah you look like everything is going great and i was about to say well, thank you <laughs> uh i saw it what'd you think i liked it can we talk about spoilers with the things i didn't like I would avoid spoilers, especially well, let me this see if early I can, in the episode. Let me see if I can remember the things I didn't like. You talk about it, whatever you... Well, we already talked about it. You can find us oh, at yeah. <laughs> com and, uh, 
and watch the video. I guess this isn't a it. spoiler to say that it 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 felt like uh, um, it's not a big spoiler. Oh yeah. I oh yeah. Okay. So I didn't understand like when the CG dogs came out. I was like, this hasn't really been set up. I mean, they had the fireball thing, and that kind of was like. And, and they'd been doing most of the movie without too much noticeably bad CG, except for the green mm-hmm. this green screen when they're like, you know, like you know, smile and never, you know, yeah, sell yeah, yourself yeah. and all that sort of stuff. The city. And so yeah, I was yeah. sort of like, well, that it's seems like a strange it. thing where they just they just made up dogs and like it wasn't really something that was set up. It was kind of set up, and, yeah. and I liked to like that that was a cool sci-fi movie that was. You know, I know nothing about the book and don't really care. Um, but it was it set up this. It was just like a good, solid sci-fi um, movie, except for a few things that uh, bothered me. I'm glad I I uh, I liked it more. I liked it more than Tyler did. Um, mm-hmm. And but I did also. I agree about the dogs. And here's the thing, I've I've read the book, and those dogs are more explained in the book. But it's not any more satisfying the explanation right. that that like it's like oh we can just make these up and they can kill you but they are CG. But they can kill you, and we made them out of nothing. Right. Yeah, that was something. I guess I just sort of ignored any problem I had with it in the moment. But, like, because, like, the fireballs, it's like, well, you can create fire. Yeah, like, it's you like, can okay, shoot well, it out of a little fireball things. It's yeah. like, I suspended my disbelief for that part. And then I was like. Whereas, I mean, the, the phrase that I, I use frequently on the show is, I mean, I guess they're able to, in the future, will things into existence, and they're real things. Like, they do kill and Did you read um what's that one the uh the secret <laughs> yeah <laughs> they, they were all they're all subscribed to the secret um did you ever read uh the the book the diamond age by neil stevenson Mm-mm. that's a like has nanotechnology oh, is ooh, i read uh, uh snow crash it's one of my favorite books i of all theoretically time. read snow crash <laughs> Most, yeah oh yeah you sat through snow, snow crash, crash and then i told you what happened before our test on the book we we took a uh science fiction class in in college together uh-huh. and we were assigned a snow crash we bought one copy with the idea that we would both read it and then i realized it was 600 pages and this is a film class <laughs> right uh and i thought that was bullshit that class <laughs> that whole class was bullshit that okay class was awesome slight slight tangent here's the thing when you and i took josh you can weigh in if you want but you right. didn't go to school with us All right when we took a David Lean class. David uh-huh. Lean and Michael Powell. Now, Michael Powell, fair assumption, a bunch of 21-year-olds have probably not seen a lot of his films. Mm-hmm. David Lean, if, you're, if you've gone to film school, chances are you are already a, somewhat acquainted with David Lean. So our instructor, Ron Falzone, in a – what I think – Falzone. Was a, he was very Italian. He was always eating cannolis. <laughs> and so, We've said his name more than any other teacher we had on this podcast because he You was, ever say, talk shit about him? Is was, that what no, you're about to do? No, no, no. no. We love Ron Falzone. No, he we love Falzone. Have a, you had him back on the show? Uh, he's in, in Chicago. Chicago. Oh. Ron Falzone, come on down. I don't think he listens. But he decided in the, in the David Lean class, three movies we would not be watching – Lawrence of Arabia, Bridge on the Require, and Dr. Zhivago. And that was smart because I had already seen those. And he wanted to examine more. He just assumed. He took it as a given. And he was right to. This sci-fi class, Science Fiction Visions of a Post-Human Future, or as it said in the course catalog, Sci-Fi Viz of a Post-Humphut. <laughs> and, uh, the, okay, it was 13 weeks long. Uh-huh. Ten of those weeks, I had seen those movies. Not in the sense that, oh, I saw them uh, I, w- I, t- I went out of my way to see these obscure sci-fi movies. 2001, Blade Runner, Alien. 
I think we'll watch, we watched the class. RoboCop. Did we watch all those? Yeah. In the class, or you watched them all hanging out? We watched them in the class. Huh. And it's like, come on. But maybe, like, I, I, like, that's I, I like, think... it's just like, oh, like, obviously you guys have seen these Obviously movies. you've seen it. You but can see them almost by your accident. You're effing 21-year-old kid, a 21-year-old. The idea was to recontextualize the... And and put them all under the same banner as uh, like oh they so he, so uh, Mr. Calzone was saying like obviously these are not just awesome movies there's more to it than well, that, that wasn't Mr. Calzone that was Mr. Danello and right. and Mr. Calzone's name was actually Falzone but I, that's fine <laughs> Falzone like don't come in here that's the Falzone <laughs> yeah <laughs> Did you, that's out of bounds but yeah. that's the thing is like he could have shown clips Step of those into movies the Falzone. and said hey you remember these movies he showed clips of other movies that I hadn't seen that were so Similar, and you make a good point. I don't know. It just really bothered me. Like but we I th- also watched, but he did go out of the, out of his way to have us read these super long books, and that's fine. I liked the idea of that. Except, like, how about this? We take the time to watch movies we haven't seen, and I'll make a little bit more effort to read this book since you're introducing me to things, as mm-hmm. opposed to simply, hey, here's Alien again I don't, for the fifteenth time. I don't think I would have seen. Um Demon Seed. I would not have oh, seen that's Demon Seed. That's a good Seed. one. That's exactly. cool. That you showed Demon Julie, Seed. Julie Christie. Yeah, that yeah, was gets w- raped by a computer. Yeah, yeah. Well, voiced by Robert Vaughn. Yeah, clean um, these lenses. I always. They should have done a, 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 a double feature with Electric Dream, Dreams, where the the comedy where the computer is voiced by Bud Court. <laughs> and then, and then Flight of the Navigator, where the spaceship is voiced by Pee Wee Herman. Or no, it's not voiced by him, but they do an impression. It basically. Oh yeah. Does an impression of him. It's so. Do, do you think they? I remember loving that movie. I haven't seen it in so long. Did they get Pee Wee to do the impression, or they got an impressionist? I think they got an impressionist, but it, I don't know. Maybe they did. I I seem to recall that uh, it doesn't sound perfectly like him, but maybe they did. And they should know. have also shown Police Academy too, because that guy Michael Winslow. There's no way he's making those voice those noises with his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that recent video of him on like a? Uh, uh, I can't remember what country on Jimmy Kimmel show. Live because he's a huge star. Uh, no, um, he was on. It was another country on a talk show, and he did. Um, he he did like the guitar part for uh, the guitar solo for a whole lot of love. Uh huh. Like with his mouth, it's a. It's actually yeah. amazing. That's cool. Uh, it is unfortunate. He is, he is an impressive guy. He's impressive. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Is that like I, I wouldn't? He, I'm I, not I trying to shit would, on him, but he is I a punchline. I'm not sure if I would have cast him as like you know. A character who does this because like man that's convenient that that work that, that there's a character who does just what you do but uh what if he, yeah, sh- he probably showed up in thing. the audition and was like oh guess what guys i can do uh, lots of noises and they were like uh cool we're gonna write that in the movie we're gonna write that into every <laughs> well, one yeah, of the movies he, he was already doing that in stand-up and I've, that's, so probably, yeah, the that's probably that's probably what it was created for him. did you notice how earlier though i i said i've read snow crash because i i don't read much <laughs> and uh so i was like i read that uh, I'm a big fan I, of Snow Crash. Oh, I was going to say about the Diamond Age. It's always fun looking at our levels um, when Josh is on. Yeah, the, the Diamond Age uh, nanotechnology. That's what you're always worried about. I read, you told, get right in there, Josh. Get right into the microphone uh, there for you. Nanotechnology has advanced to the point where if you have the money, you can go to essentially like a vending machine on the street and tell it pretty much anything at all you want. Like there's a oh, part where neat. like the person needs a new mattress and you put it in and it builds it and spits it out. Is that what, is it the nanotechnology in hunger games? Like with the dogs, is it like a nanotechnology in the book or are yeah, they just, that's okay. not explained in the book. I don't think. Susan so Collins we need a, we need a, we need a, um, they were like in hunger games. They were like, we need We need a dogs that eat people and stuff like that. Yeah. Also, um, maybe one little spoiler. I'll say one little spoiler. I'll make it quick cut to. Okay. If you haven't seen hunger games, 
Cut to stop this. Go see it. And then, Tyler, you just record how many seconds ahead it takes. To, okay. It, yeah, I just I won't like, listen. I'll just start in the counting. end. In the end, when the bad, bad, bad boy, he's suddenly like, "It's all worthless. What's the point?" It's like, why didn't they just if that if he had come to that realization, why didn't they just say, "Okay, let's not kill each other"? Then they still killed the bad, bad, bad guy, and like he was, he was just saying like. It's all rigged, and so what? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is l- not so much a spoiler, because I don't think he says any of that. <laughs> that's but, basically but what, that's, the, what he's yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's like, he's like, he's all upset, and he's like, got the knife up to uh, Josh Hutcherson's throat, and, you know, he's basically okay. saying, like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah, but you're starting to make me nervous, or making me nervous on behalf of the listeners for the the spoiler. Oh uh, well, you just said you're going to cut out and. Oh no! Uh, I was I, just saying, stop. Go okay, watch the that's movie enough. and then okay, come back. No spoilers. Okay, but I, I, I that's an interesting point. We should talk about that off mic. Um, but I, yeah. I, I, I bring up Hunger Games because even though I mean that came out in March, but it is it was in terms of it being a big budget sort of actiony thing and the. I the thought box I was office, expecting. It's kind of like a summer movie. Yeah. So. I figured that would get us into the topic. Okay, today. so that's, let's do it. We so went, had a roundabout way of doing yeah. it. Uh, and we got uh, some college talk. That's fun. Yeah. 2012. Which I didn't go to. Summer movie preview. You didn't uh, go to any college or just no, our college? I did like a co- maybe a semester at a Pasadena City College. Oh, I could see that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> uh, I don't even know what he meant by that. It just I don't, think, like I don't think I knew either. <laughs> okay. Let's let's as we always do. Uh, our 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 friends at uh, Entertainment Weekly have laid out a format for us, so we're just going to sort of follow the way they laid it out mm-hmm. and start with. Uh, we'll go mostly chronologically through the summer, but we're going to start by leaping into late July and ta- and let's talk about the Dark Knight Rises. Um, are we excited? For the Dark Knight Rises, do you want us to go with the structure where J- David and I talk, and then we welcome you in for a little color commentary? Whatever you guys want to do, I'll I, sit okay. here. Okay, I think we should just all talk when we feel like talking. Oh boy, like we always do. I'm not sure I like to I have like a picture in my hand to sit, to to, un- to calculate my. Thoughts. I'll hold it up here. I don't, I don't have my glasses on. Okay, <laughs> all right. So uh, then I, I'll start. I mean, but I don't know if I'm the. I, I don't represent the majority here. I'm a little nervous about the Dark Knight Rises because. I liked The Dark Knight a lot, um, and then I saw it again, and I liked it a little less. I don't think it holds up that well. Mm. But also, in the interim, Christopher Nolan made Inception, and I get the feeling that he... um, Inception makes me think that he thinks he's a better or more important or prestigious. It's not a, a play on his film, The Prestige, but a more prestigious director than he... Is or has, has I, earned? I, I don't know that his stuff is. I as... find I have a hard time sleeping when I see his films. I get insomnia. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, well, the, you know, this, I'm not my following cynicism, what you mean. Yeah, my cynicism is almost sort of like a memento from my having seen <laughs> that I carry on with me from my having seen Inception. Um, it's like he planted this idea in my brain that he's not uh, as great and he's a little self-serious. And so I'm afraid that the Dark... I mean, you, the Dark Knight, you think the Dark Knight Rises... You think the Dark Knight is self-serious? I, I think it... I'm uh, feeling very Batman Begins about it. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I think the Dark Knight um, has some scenes that tend toward that. Uh, I think he overindulged on that self-seriousness with, with Inception, and so my fear is that The Dark Knight Rises, because he's certainly been gi- I mean, been given free reign, I think, to make this movie almost, given how much money his movies make. I'm afraid that it's going to be 
um, over, a, a overly slack, ponderous, a slack out, a cop out, over, uh, just overly ponderous and going to be about fun. you know when they say that when when a butcher wants to cut up a pig, he doesn't take the pig out to war. And just all this kind of preachy monologues like that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. then the when he's that? hungry, he wants to take the pig to war. And so the pig is going to battle someone else. Or something like that. <laughs> it sounds like... There's like some, just some sort of long monologue where someone says something about like... Some... And then and then you... And Are you quoting Revelations? Scene. What's... <laughs> <laughs> a metaphor about pigs and war. I don't know. I it just seems like some sort of thing that might be in the movie. You yeah. can have that, Christopher Nolan, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, it's, he can still get it in. Um, <laughs> but, uh, well, what, how I feel is that I loved The Dark Knight, and it was the last movie that I saw that I... In the theaters that I think really stuck with stuck with me for like days after, where I was like, "That was awesome!" Like I really, I really was like, you know, all about it. And I don't know if like beforehand, before even Heath, I don't know if it was just Heath Ledger's dying that made me go, "Oh, I'm ready to see this movie." But I just, I was pumped, and then I and and it exceeded my expectations. And then I saw it again, and I still thought it was great, and I yeah. watched it in a studying sort of a way. And I didn't sort of say, oh, "I didn't like it anymore." But I never got to see it on the IMAX, which I would have liked to. But my feeling with the second thing is that this, the second time I saw it, um, the spectacle of it, and I mean, he's a really great action. I think it's one of the best action movies of the past ten years. Um, but once you're used to that, when you think more about just the words that are being said, the di- the movie feels overwritten uh, to me, and sometimes. Often which, on the nose, which can which can work, by the way, depending on who the character is. Mm. Over overwriting the Joker, by all means, go ahead. It's perfectly fine. Um, even somebody like uh, Alfred is a little okay because the nature of who he is, he he will spell things out. When he's talking about pigs, just, when he's talking about war way, pigs, I, that I wonderful didn't question song. my experience of the movie. I, I loved mm. it so much when I first saw it that I was like, I don't know what it was or what they did or you know, like there may have even been parts where I was like, this is boring. But I still just like walked out of the movie. There were parts in that movie where I was so invested that I just like let me see the picture. I'm not done. Um, <laughs> the like, I, about, I want to say something about the Dark Knight Rises, and also like I I thought that um, I, I thought I felt like either way about Inception. I was like, yeah, it's cool. Like it's not like the perfect movie, but it's like he's going for something, and I'm glad it exists. Uh, so I don't know. I mean. From what I've read about Christopher Nolan, I respect him a lot. I mm-hmm. like that he's all about shoot your movies on film directors and like saving thirty five millimeter at least trying. So I respect that. I think he's just like a class act, you know. Like I didn't even love his early movies, but it just like after just the more I read about him personally, I'm like, oh, he seems like a cool guy. So I'm excited to some more support his movie. Even though I watched the trailer for Dark Knight Rises and I was a little bit like, meh. Yeah, I'll still. I'm sure that the. I'll put it this way. I'm sure the marketing machine is going to get to me and get under my skin, and I'm going to be like, "All right, let's see that Dark Knight Rises." <laughs> I I think uh, Nolan, and we've said this before, but um, I think he's a better director than he is a writer. I think. Uh, I don't say that. I didn't say that. I'm sorry. I, he I said that. I, I assumed that. that you would agree with me. No, because I don't, I don't have any opinion on it. I just I, I went to college and I just. Uh, um, <laughs> That's that's the new note I'm going to be playing this episode is uh, elitist. Um, but uh, what, what do you think about what do you think about that college boy? What do you think about that? <laughs> oh, how you like them Dark Knight Rises compared to Batman Begin, college boy? This picture here is yeah. He's holding up he's holding up a pic, uh, 
Bane is holding and, up a picture of Harvey Dent. And you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Sinead O'Connor holding up the picture of the Pope. Of the Pope yeah. That's yeah. funny. Yeah, because he's bald. Well, so <laughs> looking at this picture, we know that Bane is going to have something to say about the previous events of the Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speculation. I do think that because this is based on something else and no one... Of course, he's given free reign, but he I think there's a sense of accountability to the fans, not only of the comics, but of the previous two movies. I think that will keep him in check to a certain extent. And I think I'm still cautious because I got burned by Spider-Man 3. And uh, <laughs> I, I you, think you that has know. nothing to do. I think Spider-Man's and, and all this and any shitty superhero movie has nothing to do with The Dark Knight Rises. Because as someone who doesn't follow comics, I like Batman, but someone who, as me, I don't really follow comics or care anymore since the oversaturation of it all mm-hmm. like i loved the dark knight and I, so i'm a little bit like what is this movie gonna have in store for but me? in the same way people loved spider-man 2 and i think i loved you, spider-man we, 2 also yeah. i was psyched for it and I, I i loved as well and i liked the dark knight i think maybe even more than david the no i, I, I like just, the dark knight a lot i'm just right but like for example like I watched it and liked it. Then I watched it again, didn't really like it, and I'm I'm back to liking it like I did. But the first two movies and like the incredible success of them, it does kind of allow a it makes f- you slop it up, sort of. But I, I think that Christopher Nolan, perhaps. Is, I think that Christopher. Oh, you. Well, I don't think Spider-Man 3's failure was self-indulgence. I think it was just too many fingers in the pot. There is that. You know? There is that. Yeah. I think Christopher Nolan, like everyone knows, that like Dark Knight was a critical success. He seems like a badass and like a crit- and like you know he's he knows what he's doing. I feel like he's gonna be like don't f with my movie, you know. Like, but to, he does yeah, seem to, to have. Some, although like, I mean Anne Hathaway, I mean to sum she's up, kind of a bore. Before we move on to sum up my worries is that uh, yeah I do think he will stick to his guns and make the movie he wants. My my fear though is that he will forget to make an action movie if you know what I mean it's gonna be a lot of talking yeah cause that's what Inception was when Inception was an action movie like the uh, you know people talk about the the hallway sequence uh, the hallway that that is amazing it's the best part of the movie not the I, I like the but I mean was gravity. Inception always purported to be an action movie no I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm just saying that Inception being such a success and being so ponderous to me um, I, I'm afraid we're gonna see more of that and it, it, it's just pessimism on my part that i have earned after years of movie going <laughs> that right. I, I tend to have I, this I, sort of i'm more optimistic about this year i feel like i know i just i just excited. feel like they're gonna there's just like you know what i trust this guy he's gonna he's gonna give us something because what do we have to lose and you know, you know what think, do we have to lose in trusting i think just I was, another bad movie like we've already seen a ton of bad movies i, I think uh, i think you're right like i don't think uh, i should equate spider-man 3 with dark knight rises because spider-man 3 i think you're right too many fingers in the pie. You, everything about it had the attitude of, look, this is going to be successful no matter what. Right. Let's just, whereas let's this just one, shit it out. Whereas this one, I think, Christopher Nolan, for good or ill, he has something he wants to do. Right. Like, And I can respect that even if I don't love it. I respect it, that wind up not he's definitive about this being the last one. Yeah. And I kind of do hope that Bruce Wayne dies at the end. Oh! Oh, come on! Don't even put out speculation spoilers. <laughs> speculation spoilers. I kind of would like it if that was how it ended. Aww. Do you see him getting? I mean, because he's a. Well, okay. We don't want. We'll do. Here's one thing. Yeah, I, I will say. I will out. say. Like for all the movies that we've seen, it would be nice to see Batman doing lots of Batmany stuff. You uh-huh. know, because like Dark Knight, Dark Knight was awesome. I loved it. I have no problems with it. But like. 
if we're gonna only get like one more it's like aren't we gonna see batman like going out and being batman because there hasn't really been a lot of that <laughs> and i think we'll see like the bat cave and i'm yeah. excited for that kind of thing right but i but him like saying like hey bad guy you're a bad guy. Like he doesn't just go and beat up bad guys. He only he only seems like he's beating up his his enemies. But do, do you? I mean, okay. I, I don't you see Batman beat bad guys. The reason I say that I, I don't mean to sound mean when I say that I kind of hope it ends with Bruce Wayne dying. I think that's kind of where the story in my mind has to go because it I is the think, ultimate sacrifice kind of. And thing. yeah, and I don't think that his. Um, I think one thing Christopher. Nolan I don't know anything about, about the movie, so I don't know if there's, if there's even a reason that he should die. What he's done great about uh, Bruce Wayne, Christopher Nolan, is like show how messed up he is psychologically, and I don't think I think he's beyond help. So I think maybe, yeah, death by sacrifice. It, or it would be a nice ending if Bruce Wayne says, "Okay, I'm not going to do this vigilante thing anymore. I'm just going to I'm going to go to therapy." And then we just see like <laughs> that. I would love that. Like Batman too, getting but, help, Bruce Wayne getting like help. And he's like, yeah. "Yeah, I did do all this other stuff." And, but that's the thing is like he still needs to be Batman a little bit. So in the therapy session, he still uses the voice. I was just like, I don't feel good about some of the things I've done. I, I had my reasons, but I question them now. I find myself crying and I don't really know why. All right, let's move on. Um, Real quick though, at the end of dark Knight, he's, he's a bad guy. I mean the, the world that yeah, Gotham thinks he's a bad uh, right. guy. Yeah. They're like, you know, he did this. He's the bad guy. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah. Um, this will take less time. Men in black three. I, are you in, uh, are you excited about? Me? I'm gonna. Pun- I don't have any problem with punching Andy Warhol. That's that, like in the trailer. Really? He's like, I will bitch slap Andy Warhol. Like you know, you've seen the trailer. I, I don't watch mm-hmm. trailers. Oh, I love. I watch. Cool. Oh well, the, the Men in Black trailer. There's a scene where Andy Warhol is. They go to like the '60s. They go back right. in time to the '60s, and like Andy Warhol is at a party, and they, they see Andy Warhol, and then they pull him aside, and Andy Warhol throws his wig off. He's like, "You guys are ruining my." operation like Andy Warhol's like a men in black mm-hmm. and and uh, and Will Smith is like what I'm I don't have a problem with bitch slapping Andy Warhol and it's like that's a co- and, that's a co-worker sir it, well, it's, yeah it's, it's a lot of things it's like why why would you has Andy Warhol like is he's just such a weirdo I will slap his ass I don't get it see and I, I didn't see men in black too I hear it was terrible Oh, I actually, it was a mess. In watching the, I love the first one. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, this one actually looks like it kind of has that spirit, and I know it sounds weird, but uh, I just I'm impressed by Josh Brolin's impression of a young. Yeah, I like Tommy Josh Lee Jones. Brolin. I'm always on Team Josh. I should Brolin. watch this trailer. It sounds like. Oh yeah, and it's yeah. Watch the trailer. And I mean, Will Smith is a he's a charming guy. Like he really is quite winning. Except for why do you mm-hmm. have to? Bitch slap Andy Warhol. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? Like, is, Are you is a big that, Andy Warhol fan? Well, I just don't understand why he's why that's a thing. Is he just trying to like? I imagine kids watching it going, "Who's Andy Warhol? Yeah, slap his ass or something like that." You know, <laughs> they're saying, "Who's Andy Warhol?" And like, well, whatever he is is weird. Like Will Smith represents um, like what. What I think he represents, like what he thinks everyone thinks. You know, well, everyone is in agreement that Andy Warhol is a weirdo, right? <laughs> that, that's that's a weird sentence in a lot of ways. One is I don't think a lot of people know, or really, I don't particularly care who Andy Warhol was. Like, I mean, I know who he was, and I realize that he had an impact on art. I, I have no real opinion about him. Uh, but would but you want to slap him? Sure. If you were someone who were who were like maybe into art, I mean, is that like like why does Andy Warhol? 
Well, I mean, maybe for like weirdo, let's let's beat him up. No, I think you do it for the story. I think you do it because like <laughs> I I hit Andy Warhol like right. that uh, like that movie. There's a movie I shot. Yeah, I shot yeah. Andy Warhol. All right. Um, uh, but yeah, I like Josh Brolin, and uh, I, I may go see it. But I don't like that that scene in the trailer. Well, I will bitch slap at Andy Warhol. <laughs> now, um, here's a movie that I'm sure it people seems dumb are and pandering to e- dumb people, expecting me to be all uh, negative about Moonrise Kingdom. But I don't know that. You, why I would you am, be negative about it? Because I have a reputation of generally not liking Wes Anderson's films. Any of them, or just uh, since uh, Rushmore? I I love Fantastic Mr. Fox, and I think there's a lot about Royal Tenenbaums to like. And uh, I, I, but I'm, I'm not I'm not really a fan of his films. I loved Fantastic Mr. Fox, though. You didn't like it. Well, we'll put her there for not being a fan of his films. Okay. Because uh, someone's not drinking the Kool-Aid. <laughs> but I, I didn't care. I just It just went right through me. I was just like, okay, I saw that. and then, uh, and then then. But I, I, I don't really care about any of his movies since Rushmore. I should probably review Royal Tenenbaums, but I'm a little ambivalent that one's, about That one's worth a, a rewatch, I would say. Royal Tenenbaums to me is, I, I might have said this in the podcast before, there's like the it's like Thanksgiving with the family. There's the adult table, and that's where I want to be, mm-hmm. and there's the kids table. And I don't... So whenever it's Gene Hackman and Angelica Houston and Danny Glover, I'm the adults, like, yeah, the adults, yeah. I'm into the movie. And then when it's Ben Stiller and the Wilsons and Gwyneth Paltrow, I get kind of annoyed. Well, that, that's bored. where you get the Wes Anderson shenanigans, yeah, um, <laughs> which are what? Just that a very specific, a, an affected style of acting. Don't get me wrong, I like oh, like I actually the children like in the trailer from Moonrise Kingdom. They're which like, I, I specifically have not uh, oh, watched you've the avoided. trailer. Okay, um, all right, all right. I'm. Like I'm the kids sure. in the play in Rushmore. Yeah. Like the way I'd that they so. sat, they kind of purposeful, like, bad acting where they're saying their lines and they're all kind of uh, intelligent and stuff. He has, a, he has a very interesting way of writing in which people often declare what they're feeling without actually feeling it, or at least uh, not showing the, the feeling. Right. Which, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. It's and a stylistic I, thing. Yeah. And sometimes I like that. Sometimes I don't. Uh, some of our... Some of our friends and fellow podcasters and fellow film students like just absolutely live and die by Wes Anderson. I enjoy his stuff to a certain extent. Moonrise Kingdom, I I haven't watched the trailer, and I'm sure I'll probably enjoy it as much as I can. Uh, I, am, I did. I read the story here in Entertainment Weekly, and there is one thing he's talking about: how much time he spent into like designing custom book jackets that are in the thing, and like uh, it's set, a little bit like who gives a shit. Exactly, that's exactly my problem with him. <laughs> In, even in like in Royal Tenenbaums, like when they have like the little meeting in the game closet, and just you know he spent a shitload of time like designing exactly which game boxes you could see in which place. And now, that's like, although I did I, have that version of Clue, and it was very exciting. I've that I heard, saw and and uh, and uh, I am in no way an Owen Wilson defender. I feel like he has shamed himself as an artist in more than one way. But obviously, but like. Uh, but I've heard that, like, Hang on. Owen Wilson... Wait, wait, let me get this okay. I've heard that, like, he and Owen Wilson, when they re- used to write the movies together, mm-hmm. uh, uh, it was usually, like, Wes Anderson was interested in, like, oh, well, this curtain or this fabric or there could be this sort of a thing. And Owen was like, well, the character should be more like, I think you should be having a problem in this area or whatever. Like, uh-huh. he was... He was the one putting like the interesting details into the characters where Wes Anderson was more interested in, like... What does the design look like? What is, you know, ooh, this fabric is cool. Ooh, we should put this Beach Boys song in there. Right. Which is like... That's kind of the impression I get. Now, yeah. uh, how has Owen Wilson shamed himself? By making a bunch of shitty movies. Okay. Do we really have oh. to... That, isn't that given? 
Well, I thought you were. I thought you meant by uh, attempting suicide. Trying to kill himself. No, okay. no, I, I don't think there's any shame in that. I thought of- I thought you were talking like in almost samurai terms or something. Like he's brought dishonor upon oh. his family. Well, he's brought dishonor upon quality entertainment. Okay. Moving on. Uh, I like Peter Berg, but I not enough to care about Battleship. I don't care about it. Oh boy, yeah, no. It's, okay, I, I'm start. You know what? It was a fun novelty. The idea of Liam Neeson being in action movies. I'm. This guy was in like Schindler's List, and Rob Roy's kind of an. It's not an action movie. It's a. It has sword fighting. Yeah, but he yeah. was in the Bounty, it's a, it's the Roger Donaldson uh, mutiny on the Bounty. That's pretty good. He was in K nineteen, The Widowmaker, which I liked. I like that movie. K nineteen, The Widowmaker. <laughs> Starring Harrison Ford. <laughs> no, 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 you got to do that with a Russian accent. Oh, with Harrison Ford doing a Russian accent? With an attempt at a Russian accent. We're going to submarine. I don't know. All right, so if we're all in agreement moving on about Battleship Dark Shadows. Are you guys interested in Dark Shadows? No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't care anything about TV show, but I do like. Some movies that Dan Curtis, who created Dark Shadows, is responsible for, like Burnt Offerings. That's an awesome movie starring Oliver Reed, Karen Black, hmm. Burgess Meredith. Good horror movie. Check it I'm, out. I'm well aware of it. Have uh, you seen it? I have not seen it. I, because, um, anyway. So okay, I, don't talk, because, I don't talk about my day job at work. Because my day job, I'm well aware of the film. Oh, right. right. Um, well, uh, I watched the trailer for Dark Shadows, and I don't, I don't care about what Tim Burton makes. I think he's like, you know, he just like is like a... He's like uh, he's nothing. He's just he just makes he's just a machine, you know. But yeah, the trailer he, I was like mm, looks kind of entertaining, even though I don't really like it like visually or whatever. It looks like people are having fun. Yeah, it does look like there's a real sense of fun that I don't that I haven't gotten from a Tim Burton film in a long time. Like I remember Alice in Wonderland. Everything about that just seemed like, yep, this is what I got to do. I, and right? I feel, this uh, is what I do now. But this one, it's, but, it felt like he actually had a, a fondness for the material. Whether that translates into a good movie right. is another issue. But my fear with him, or what it seems like it's become with him, is he's. St- I mean, he's long had this sort of theatricality and expressionism, but in earlier films like Edward Scissorhands and, and Batman Returns, that stuff, the world that he created still felt tactile like you felt like you were in it mm-hmm. whereas what does that mean tactile you felt like you were in it like like you could you could oh it seemed like a real it didn't yeah. seem like a manufactured like yes. studio like no. well this is what tim burton look is now so we're gonna get the tim burton yeah we're gonna tim yeah. burton eyes he didn't feel like a font now his movies look <laughs> like the disneyland ride based on his movies yeah if you know what i mean like yeah. it looks too he's like well i'm tim burton and this is what tim burton does yeah. so i'm gonna do t- what tim burton does and i will say it's, I have, oh, it's not an unusual thing for like you know, when you go back and watch, say, like, Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, like, it's it's not unusual for an old-time German uh, expressionist film to have a world that doesn't feel totally lived in. Mm-hmm. But there's a there's a difference between that and something that's done rather perfunctorily. And I yeah. feel like that's kind of who he is now. I just, I think Tim Burton is so irrelevant to me now. He's just, like, as a movie maker, he doesn't, he only makes um, properties for mm-hmm. one, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. He has the, his and his attempt at making a uh, just an actual script, Big Fish. You know, it was marketed as like, oh, but this is an actual good movie. But it was like a flawed, like bad narrative. It had a bad narrative to it. Like he didn't. It seemed like he didn't know what he was doing. Like they made the protagonist 
like out to be like he was a hero and like the movie wants to believe he's a hero and they wants the audience to believe he's a hero but he was an asshole and like there's that whole subplot about like and then that one jerk who I kept getting everything that was better than him I kept doing everything better than him uh-huh. you know it was like yeah, that's yeah. mean you're being uh, mean and like yeah. we're supposed to be like way to go asshole you know yeah, it is I mean it is yeah it is flawed but I still I like Big Fish better than most well, because he's, but, but he's trying to do fish, something, at least. I wish that he would try to do it again, because it's just like uh, Planet of the Apes, Alice in Wonderland. I always forget fucking, Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Fucking, like, he's probably going to make Charlie a candy and Charlie land. Factory. Charlie and the Chotrick <laughs> Factory. Shoots and ladders. <laughs> um, if he uh, made a, cl- a version of Clue, I bet that'd be pretty I, interesting. I, I, will say, I have a friend who's a... Uh, an enormous Dark Shadows uh, geek to the point that he's actually recently been published in a compendium of essays about Dark Shadows, the TV show. <laughs> uh, and he, uh, I guess through like a fan club or something, got to see this film Screening. and really liked it. Okay. I heard uh, someone tweet that, that it was his best movie in 15 years and I responded um, smugly, well, he hasn't made a good movie in yeah. 20. <laughs> All right, <laughs> um, um, let's move on. But yeah, Ed Wood, I feel like, had some personality to it. Did you I know? say, let's move on. Just trying to say that <laughs> Tim Burton sucks, all right? All right. Um, uh, I, 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 you skipped uh, these these guys. Yeah, we're not talking about everyone. Okay. Uh, so well, let's just say that I just want to say that this trailer for the paranormal. Diaries. Yeah, the, the paranormal activity uh-huh. guys looks shitty. Yeah, I didn't Moving like the trailer. On. I saw it before Kevin in the Woods. Uh, what to expect when you're expecting? I don't really know. They really what. gave that a big uh, a big ad here, a big page. Yeah. Well, let's, let's talk about the one we want to talk about. Okay, now, in the world of internet movie blogging and podcasting there might be no one who is more insouciant about what's insouciant mean uh indifferent oh toward, okay i'm, in, uh, in, I'm there in, in, why are you just saying uh, different about thing? um superhero movies than i but you're indifferent about them yes but i am but i, I like the ones i like but i don't get excited, excited for, or think that I, I, i'm not a big internet podcast but i'm with uh-huh. you I'm, uh, I'm i'm on team david Bax for this all that said i am we're at this point only a few days away or a week away. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll see it on Monday, but um, a few days away from me seeing Countdown uh, the Avengers. Is there a plus one? And I am, yeah, my girlfriend's going with me. <laughs> what a chip. What are we going <laughs> to? You're never free. Anyway. I would have been free for the Avengers, All right. Jag. I'm sorry. Um, uh, we'll, we'll talk so about why it. You, why, are you so, why are you so pumped about the Avengers? Um, well, Chiefly, I'd say 90% of the reason is that I'm a huge nut for Joss Whedon. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, the people who have seen it at this point um, have said mostly really good things. The reviews have been have been solid. Can we talk about Cabin in the Woods for a second? Sure. Now, uh, is it possible to talk about Cabin in the Woods? David's very big on spoilers with this now, movie, now, okay, as That's one be. thing I'll address first, because everyone's like, No spoilers! No spoilers for Cabin in the Woods! But it's like... Well, you can't say anything about it. It's just, it's, what's the spoiler? Like, somehow, that's like a marketing campaign, I think, because there's tons of movies, and they also kind of let you in on what it's about, like, in the very first scene, you know? So I didn't really understand what there was to spoil. Like, if, I'll say this, it's a deconstruction of the horror movie. Can we yeah, all agree yes. on that? Yeah, without, um, so well the movie is deconstructing horror movies, and I was absolutely furious the first hour I was sitting through it, because... The horror movie that they're making you sit through 
they're still making you sit through it, and it's a shitty, <laughs> shitty movie. And I'm like, I still hate these poorly written characters and these dumb faced actors and like the bad dialogue and like the the dumb cheesy reactions and the oh brothers. It's just all bad to me. And it wasn't until the third act that I was like, okay, this is good. Like it's turned around. But that first hour, I was just like cringing. And you know, whenever they'd show the good actors doing the deconstructive subplot of the movie. I would be like, these guys are good. There must be a reason that I'm si- that I'm still sitting here watching this movie, you know. But it was like I was like with two friends who were huge weed nights, and and they were like beaming at the screen, and I was like, well, I don't get it. But it and- wasn't, and I I'll say this: I don't think this is a spoiler. You can cut it out if you think it is. I would have preferred. I think it would have been cooler if they'd started out like totally based in reality type, like. I don't know, mumblecore type kids or something uh-huh. before they went off to the cabin. Yeah. As I said, I am, as you say, a weed knight, but um, I mostly agree with you. I give the movie a CC minus. Okay, good. All right. High I, five actually, for that. I actually liked it quite a bit, but I find it to be uh, flawed. It, it, there's some things that it, it, I'll try to avoid spoilers, but like there's some things that's like, I really don't think you're going to spoil it. If someone's excited about the movie, they're going to, they're, I mean, you never know. It's only, two, we're only two weeks out at the moment. I will give it a month when it comes to a, when it, when it's a movie like that. But, um, but yeah, I think there are some things that could, that maybe needed a, just a bit more explaining. I think the film could have been maybe 10 minutes longer and not just 10 minutes of explanation, but there could have been 10 minutes of character, 10 minutes of world building, Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, well, but for the most part, I liked the, f- I mean, it is deconstructing this. Right. And, uh, but they're doing it and I enjoy it. They're deconstructing, like, that doesn't get a pass for me. Cause, I mean, I'm all about, like, you know, like playing with the mythology of a movie or mm-hmm. deconstructing, like, a certain genre. But they just, I still had to sit through this this like awful but I also awful think, movie. I'm, and, I'm quoting myself from the review I wrote, which you can find at battleshipretention.com. But titled what? What's it titled? Deconstructing scary. Came uh, Tyler came up with that. That's a good one. Um, it okay. So there's uh, it, it 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 deconstructs both the character archetypes and the sort of uh, psychosexual uh, thematic. Uh, through lines of horror movies and you get the character stuff in scream you get the psychosexual stuff in behind the mask the rise of leslie vernon i don't know that that cabin in the woods is bringing anything new to the horror right it, it would have been sub-genre. nice if they'd set up characters that weren't the ones that they turned into and that's the thing is like and maybe i i'm not quite sure where i stand on this but the you were just having a good time regardless I was having a good time, partially because I knew absolutely nothing going on. I didn't know in, anything I either. Very, I didn't know it was even a Joss Whedon movie. I just had someone well, had he said wrote to it. Me, Drew Goddard directed yeah, it. Yeah, I, I mean, it was a Joss Whedon property. I, I did, I, you know, someone, someone was like, oh no, this is supposed to be amazing. You're not going to want to spoil it. And I was like, oh, then I went to see it, and it was, and it was furious. It had been, thankfully, I had read like David's review, which kind of lowered my expectations a little bit. And, uh, but when I, here's the thing that I realized is that like, my favorite scary movies don't don't fall into that stereotype at all. It's like Jaws, Psycho, Texas Chainsaw, not really. Right. But Evil you, Dead, not really. Evil Dead. But you know what does in ways that are surprising and unique and, and, and nice twists on it is Alien. If you actually boil Alien down, it's got like pretty much all those... 
all but those the components. execution isn't like done with such cheesiness. Yeah, and it's yeah. not. Right. And there's real actors in there. Yeah, not just a bunch of. Like, I mean, that's pretty when you faces. when you think of their interactions. That Alien is vaguely mumblecore in its first. <laughs> there 40, you go. In its yeah. first forty minutes. Even if you listen to the commentary on one of the early releases of it, uh, he's saying like, "Oh, I just had them, you know, improvise, and we just wanted yeah. to have it a very like like loose." Um, I think he might have even said Robert Altman like feel mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like he wanted it to feel like you were just glimpsing like what their yeah. life was like. Uh, all right, uh, let's talk about the so Avengers. The Avengers. I, I actually I'm excited to talk about it, except I don't have anything to say about it except that I'm I want to see You're excited. it. Excited, yeah. I'm I'm excited as well. Even though aside from the first Trump. Iron Man, I've not been a huge fan of any of the other Marvel films. I, I don't think I've straight up disliked any of them. I think, I mean, I like. Uh, um, now I don't remember the name of the guy who directed Hulk. Uh, 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 Louis Leterrier. Okay, um, I knew and, it was a double uh, L. Lee. But, but um, they're they're making a whole new Hulk. They're not. Are they now? Are they doing the Louis Leterrier story and putting it into the Avengers? Yes. I, I, this does it's consider not... Louis Leterrier's film to be canonical, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. But I haven't seen. I, I, the only Marvel movies I've seen are Iron Man and Thor, which I both thought were not bad. You didn't I'm see Captain America? That, that says no, there's a Taxi Captain Driver America. parallel for Whedon. This is what Entertainment Weekly says. Where he makes this, the heroes so cripplingly lonely that they're – they're making heroes so cripplingly lonely that they're not even a part of reality. That was me <laughs> pretending I was Robert Downey Jr. Um, <laughs> they're, they're not even a part of reality. Okay. Um, we're so, so – here, here we are. We're just a bunch of superheroes who have superpowers and billions of dollars and we're not, we don't even have any friends. So it sounds to me like – sounds. <laughs> It sounds to me like Robert Downey Jr. just is a fast-talking version of Harrison Ford. <laughs> yeah, that's what they do. They all mumble. <laughs> well, that's it. That's it. You just you just talk fast and you, and you say something clever and you end it with a funny face. Josh being equally not, uh, not that uh, in, enamored of superheroes, uh, are you excited about the Avengers? No, I'll see it. Maybe you know if you want to. Oh, who's who's? Are you you're excited about it? I'm excited because of because I like Joss Whedon and because I feel like the. Uh, I don't know if you watched Firefly or saw Serenity. No, I'm that, totally not up on. I was on the show Dollhouse. Oh, you were yes. I banged my head against the window till I died. Um, but that's the first I saw scene, that so scene. it's not a spoiler. Yeah. Um, and I was in a pair of underwear. But uh, compared to the Serenity thing, which is another sort of genre action, but more importantly, ensemble film uh, that that's what gets me excited about the avengers that I, is I think exactly do that very well that's exactly why i'm excited about it when i see like the x-men films the first two i like this the third one there's a slight i know it's cheesy i like teamwork <laughs> and and i tell you when i see that trailer and i see iron man get blown out of the sky and then hulk catches him <laughs> That's teamwork. You get emotional. I, I'm not sure if I get emotional, but I'm like, fuck yeah. Like it's just like it's like that's what it is. like that's what it means. If it were a lesser filmmaker, Robert Downey Jr. would walk away with this whole movie. Mm-hmm. But I think he like, I guys, think I don't mind, man. Everyone does have Iron Man. All right. <laughs> Because let's, let's not argue about it. Everyone knows that Iron Now, and that's this the thing is, is my new favorite impression that you do. Yeah. Now you got to do now him wearing the mask. You just do that, but you sound like this, right? Because I'm kind of a billionaire. Now. Everyone knows I'm Iron Man, and then we'll change some guy here. Okay, but that's quite clear about that. Quite clear about that. But he, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is a guy who does have like a lot of. I don't know. He's he's fun to watch on screen, and and he's already very well established. Whereas I'd say. You know, Chris Hemsworth, not quite so much. Um, I would be excited about this actor, uh, 
Uh, Chris Evans, he, like he seems like, oh, he's not such a bad guy. But he's then not, I saw a trailer for that Puncture movie where he plays his serious movie. I saw Puncture, and I and I was like, oh, it's not bad. But then they took his shirt off, and I was like, oh, he looks so dumb. Yeah, he looks so dumb with those muscles. Puncture is well intentioned, but it's not a good. It's and not a good film. It was just him. You, like you, you can't go by Chris Evans based on that. You got to go based on cellular. You go based on Scott Pilgrim. Not another teen movie. Not another yeah. teen movie. Have you seen Cellular, by the way? No, but I'd it's like a, to. Um, it's a good movie. Larry, Larry Cohen wrote it. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 good. A, it's a good movie, yeah. yeah. But I, I, feel I, I like, like to see it for its dated value, too. It right. looks like, like yeah. it's very 2002 or something. Yeah, it's it just like... It, it like it remembers the last ten numbers or something like, <laughs> like something that is awesome that his cell phone does that, that like a jitterbug cell phone probably yeah. does now. But the uh, but yeah, and so I feel like this is a film where it really will seem like an ensemble, and that is very exciting to me because there really hasn't been a series of films like this. There Several no one, films leading up to one. Well, two things. No one seems to be talking about how Jeremy Renner's in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, there's I don't see him on the billboards and. Maybe just because there hasn't been a Hawkeye movie yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I they were going to make a Hawkeye movie, or is he just going to be like, no, I don't. Oh think yeah, they're and going then there's to. Hawkeye. Yeah, I think it's that. Who are the Avengers and Hawkeye's over there. I uh, I got in trouble on Facebook uh, because I was making fun of Hawkeye uh, <laughs> because apparently you know I'm I was never a comic book guy and I certainly was not an Avengers. I had guy. a Hawkeye toy. Did you? Are you a Hawkeye fan? I had a toy. Yeah. You know what? Like, I probably didn't even know his name. I was like, this guy. The somewhat recent, like, uh, look like last Jamie, right? ten years, like resurgence of superheroes into the popular cu- popular culture has made me realize there were a lot of bow and arrow based superheroes. Yeah, there's, there's Green Hawkeye, Arrow. There's Green Arrow. There's Dark Archer. Oh, there, I don't even know who that is. Uh, well, I just know because he was on Smallville. Oh, okay. I think I could be wrong. Maybe there's some other one that was on. But so I think there's someone of, called Dark Archer. Bow and Archer Arrows are coming Smallville. back too. I mean, uh, well, Katniss. Ever Katniss. Uh, 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 we need to talk about Kevin. Oh uh, yeah! No. Spoilers. I didn't see it. Uh, well, so. it, could, it wouldn't necessarily be a spoiler because he's in the archery throughout the movie. That's true. Right. Did so, anyone uh, saying it's a spoiler spoils? Yeah. Oh no! Did uh, did anyone watch Game of Thrones? Nope. But there's, uh, there's a bow and arrow in there. Somewhere. There's a not this most recent episode. The week before, there was a uh, uh, a crossbow uh, thing where a pretty badass character got got pierced like through the chest with a crossbow, and then still like killed six more guys before dying that's a big think- thing with you someone who's wounded and then keeps going like you <laughs> love that in the raid as well <laughs> with the light bulb but here's yeah. here's what i said about uh, about uh, hawkeye is i basically structured it like a quote of somebody trying to sell hawkeye uh in which it's like okay so you've got like a super soldier all right that's pretty good giant green monster all right that's that's pretty interesting Oh, a literal god of thunder. All right. And a, a guy, like a robot who like flies and shoots laser type things. That's pretty neat. Let me ask you this. How are all these guys in the field of archery? <laughs> yeah. I think I got you covered. Yeah, and, at uh, least uh, uh, Black Widow has a handgun. That's exactly what I said today <laughs> when my personal trainer, uh, who was one of the people that got mad at me for making fun of Hawkeye, uh, I was like, she's got a gun. But I, Admittedly. When, when in the trailer, when it, when the camera swoops around and you see all of them, it like, is it a cool gun? It's, it's a, a pistol. It's a gun. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not a six she's shooter. Gotta, I guess that's a step in the right load direction. It. Yeah. Now, but, and course, she, yeah. and she loads it really fast and looks cool. I was showing Jen the trailer cause I thought she would enjoy it. And she did. She sees Hawkeye pull out an arrow in that, in that shot. And she started laughing. And she's like, because she doesn't know the name of the character, so she's like, what's bow and arrow guy going to do? <laughs> and it's just, Does bow and arrow guy have a secret power? No. He just has Good bow aim. and arrow. 
He's got good aim. Yeah. Uh, you know, before we move on, you know who's in this movie that I think isn't getting enough press is Kobe Smulders from How I Met Your Mother. Because uh, she's the least known person from How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, but that's uh, unfair because she's, she's, that show's secret weapon. She's oh, really? Great, week in, week out. I don't ever watch she's, it. she's uh, beautiful, and I'm very much looking forward to seeing her Who's she play? in the film. I don't know. I think she's like an assistant to Agent Coulson. Well, that's why. Hey, that's not going to, you know, like they're like uh, no. I think Captain she's... America, Thor, assistant. <laughs> yeah, but. Assistant uh, to Agent Coulson. Maybe uh, she'll have some cool scenes. You think and, Sam uh, Jackson's going to phone it in in this movie, or is he going to be good, Sam Jackson? You know, when he's like. I think he's been phoning, in it, phoning it in pretty much the whole time, but this might be the one where he doesn't because he has a much, a much more, a much bigger role, I yeah, think. Yeah, but he phones it in a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I, when he's but good, I, don't, I like his phoning it in is still fun for me to watch. I mean, oh, yeah. when he's good, it's like he's given like for how many shitty performances he's given, some of his best performances are like some of the best performances. Like he is so good. Did when you he's see good. the HBO uh, the Sunset Limited? No, is it good? Yeah, he's he's great. Ah, uh, yeah, okay, I'll see. Did so you, he's still got it. Did you see uh, Black Snake Moan? No, it's good. Uh, it's a it's a good crazy ass movie, but his performance is solid. So he's like, there. He's oh there. yeah, he's bringing it. Yeah, it remains to be seen well, whether he brings I always, it in this one. I think I've even talked about it on here is his death scene in uh, in uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yes, that not only did you say that in your first episode ever, but it made it into when whenever uh, we had uh, we were, we were both sick and we did a best of that clip of you oh. doing. Oh no! Ouchie! <laughs> Ouch! I died! Oh no, be no! I'm going out. I'm not going out like a sucker. <laughs> George, right. I told George, don't make me go out like a sucker. <laughs> All right, now, um, do I need now being you being from the comedy world? Do I need to tread lightly when talking about Sasha Baron Cohen? Say whatever you want. I don't care. Uh, I like. I actually like the trailer for the Dictator, yeah. but I've been. I, I disliked Bruno, so. <laughs> Completely, almost. If it's any indication how I feel, I didn't even see Bruno. But that doesn't mean I don't like Sasha Baron Cohen. I just didn't. See, I just. I don't care. Usually, if it's like I'm just so ambivalent about everything, like I'm just like, I just don't care. You know, like uh, I liked the Ali G show. I thought that was really funny. But I just feel yeah, like yeah. most comedians, like when they when they like make make their film career, they're gonna fuck it up. Like it's just they're just they're just. There's no good comedy filmmakers anymore, and they, everyone fucks it up. I don't like Judd Apatow movies. <laughs> like, I don't like Todd Phillips movies. I don't like Ben Stiller movies. They all, uh, and, and most of Adam McKay's movies, they're all just like, well, we need to have a laugh constantly. We need to constantly have a laugh mm-hmm. instead of a story, you know? And they're going to sacrifice, like, a story. And, like, The Hangover, they, you know, it's like, oh, it's kind of fun, and, oh, we'll find out what's going on here. And then the third act, like, all right, let's just wrap it up. we got to get out of here. And, like, it seems like there's characters that they filmed f- full arcs to that just are like, like that. Like Mike Epps is in The Hangover. What is he doing there? He shows up for a second, he's like, y'all, it's crazy. And then they just cut everything else he says out. Like, yeah, and he's I just like there. Mike Epps a lot. Yeah, it seemed like, um, oh, maybe this will be a big break for this guy, and he's going he's gonna to have a big part. And it's like, they didn't do anything with him. He just probably collects a huge hangover check. Yeah. You know, and that probably he's got a big house probably because of that. But well, I mean, it's funny that we talk about a big within the black community. Mike Epps doesn't need a big break. He's a he's a big right. Star. But it would be nice to like nice have a movie where, where that blows up Zach Galifianakis and Mike Epps. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, now I don't know. You probably haven't had a chance to see because when they come out, uh, um, I didn't see. Bruce. Oh no, it doesn't even come out till tomorrow uh, as of the recording. Um, the five year engagement. 
uh, the new Nick. Didn't Nicholas don't know any. I know it's, I've seen the billboards. I, it's actually it's kind of what you're talking about. Where it's it's yeah, it's got the problems that you're talking. about. It's like about. a Judd Apatow movie. No, but also like actually taking time to have character scenes and and development and discussions and right. good dialogue. It has all that. Right, like like a, a John Landis comedy. Like even like coming to America is still a script, you know. Coming even to Blazing, America, Blazing Saddles is still a script. Coming to America story. is the first thing I thought of when I was going to, when I was thinking what I was going to say about the dictator. It's it's not only I think because I found the trailer funny as well. I think it's it's it can work not only because it's fish out of water. Bruno is fish out of water in a way. Um, Wait, but, did you see Bruno? No. So was Borat. Well, yeah, and Borat worked. I think. Can I tell you? The one truly funny part to me okay. of Bruno is when he goes on like a camping hunting trip with all these redneck guys, and they're sitting around the campfire. They're going to go hunt the next morning. He says, "He says you guys were just like the Sex and the City girls." And the one girl, the one guy goes, "No, we ain't either." And he goes, He's "Such a Miranda thing to say." <laughs> That's funny. That was the but is that the scene in Bruno? Yeah, that was the funniest part of Bruno. But the funny. dictator, it's fish out of water, and somebody of like a different. It's. It, Culturally and like as far as class, mm-hmm. someone who like is used to getting what they want and then they suddenly don't like coming to America is, a, is I think one of the best comedies of the last like thirty years. I I think it's hilarious, uh, but and the re I think the reason it works is because it's a spe- very specific kind of fish out of water, um, in which. I don't know where he's not afraid to be the fool. Whereas everything about Bruno seemed to be about making other people look. Oh, foolish. like maybe he's he's turning a leaf. Turning a New Leaf, directed Maybe. by Elaine May, which is also a classic movie. That is a good movie. Yeah. One of my favorite comedies ever, actually. All right. Well, and then, like, Albert Brooks, like, Albert Brooks's best movies are not all just, like, laugh, 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 laugh. And they're still hilarious, and they still have a heart, and they're just good movies. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, we're an hour in. We're still only in, in May, so I just want to wrap up May by mentioning... Um, the Dictator does look like it has a lot of funny people in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Anna Faris. Um, yeah. John Glazer, even though the only thing he does in the trailer is get, get slapped, and it's hilarious. Jason Manzoukas, yeah. um, he's funny. Uh, I want to mention a, a French film called Police, which was the uh, jury prize winner at Cannes last year that I got to see the other day that is uh, imperfect but definitely worth checking out. Oh, oh um, I, I want to mention Virginia because I watched the trailer oh, for that, and that looks really good? good to me too. It looks like actors playing characters, and, and it doesn't look like anyone in the movies had like a facelift. No, good. It looks like Jennifer Connelly, whom uh, I love, mm-hmm. uh, but she hasn't done anything good in like few years i mean she hasn't really been in the spotlight but i think she's like great she's got such like a cool filmography from like her early career forward it's cool to see her acting you know instead of just kind of um being somber or whatever and uh ed harris police sorry is, oh, no uh, problem. sorry to mean to cut it's you a highly episodic film that's essentially a year in the life of the child protective unit unit of the paris police which hmm. deal with sexual crimes and other crimes uh, dealing with children so it is as you would think kind of harrowing but also surprisingly hilarious and uh it's 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 like a workplace comedy you know, they but break they your also, heart but they give you some laughs you know it's also, all about everything they're dealing with these horrible things people like like dropping babies and there's like it's a it's a bizarre mix of tones that works really well maybe we can mix it with four lions and make it make an evening of it <laughs> it's not that straightforward a comedy as four lions uh but all right snow white and the huntsman moving into june who directed that uh, Rupert, Rupert Sanders. No, Tarsem. Tarsem Part Two. 
Uh, uh, Rupert Sanders. I don't know who that is. I mean, it looks like it. Unlike Mirror Mirror, it looks like it's just you know a, a fairy tale more for like adult it's audiences. Tough. Yeah, like, but uh, I still don't care. Yeah, I, I actually I, 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 I haven't seen trailers. I kind of saw a TV spot. Uh, it looked kind of ridiculous. Um, very CG heavy. It just doesn't look like my thing. I like Charlize Theron. Yeah, yeah, and and you know what? I remember when she won. Uh, an Oscar for Monster, a film I still haven't seen. Don't but waste your she... time. Okay, I'll keep that. I want, I, it's, it's not a bad movie. I'll tell you why. I don't waste your time after you say. After well, you say it's no. You, you can say because I, my, in my opinion, Monster is one of those movies like The Wrestler or like what I heard about the Iron Lady. Great performance in just a mediocre yeah. movie. See, I wouldn't even say uh, great performance. It's basically like they gave Charlize Theron an Oscar for like looking ugly for two months. It's like she's like, look, I look like this. And I stopped looking like this for two months. So doesn't that mean I – if you looked like this, would you ever make yourself stop looking like this? And that's <laughs> – I did. And look at all these awards. Yeah. Look look at me. Come on. She doesn't but, really do anything in the movie. But that's the thing is I have not seen – basically like an ugly mask. Having not seen the film, I had the feeling that it was probably just going to be kind of a fluke performance. But she's gone – she was in a movie that's she fairly was in the classic Hancock. Called, well – but she was in uh, North Country, which is not that good of a movie, but she's very good in it, and I thought she was very good on Arrested Development. Like, she's an, an actress that I think is actually interesting. Did and you could, see Young Adult? I, I didn't see you Young Adult, see and so I gotta good. see that. See I didn't see it. It's, it's I have really a friend good. in it who's really funny. Who? Is it Charlize Theron? He, he plays a wheelchair guy. His name's John Forrest. Okay. He's a good actor. Okay. You remember the wheelchair guy in the movie? I didn't see it. A little bit. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. I saw it. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Um, uh, so I wanted to move on. It's you know as many times as I've been burned, especially most recently with Jack and Jill, I always still kind of get my hopes up for Adam Sandler. <laughs> not uh, me, not anymore. Because I, I, I maybe it's just a nostalgia you, you thing. You saw I, Jack and Jill. Uh, I had to see it to review it. Um, you really took the bullet on that one, buddy. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, and that one I had a plus one for, and I couldn't. I reached deep. And I could not <laughs> find anyone with to go your with sister. me. Um, but uh, maybe it's just nostalgia. But I, I like. I want to like Adam Sandler. And now I, that nostalgia doesn't extend so far that I will forgive the movies when they end up being bad. He's a businessman. I mean, he's not... But, I mean, it wasn't that long ago that you and I both uh, enjoyed uh, Don't Mess With His Ohan. That's true. Uh, well, I mean, that like was one of the first script? things you and I talked about. Oh, yeah, that, that was actually surprisingly funny. Yeah, yeah. And it, the, you're right, it was an old script. It was an old script, and it was it had, like, you know... It was just – it was funny. Who, who directed that? One of his same guys directed that? Probably. I think, uh, yeah. It's a, but it, I think it's, like, going to take, like no, – no. it's going to take, like, a Paul Thomas Anderson or someone to, to make him be good again. You know? It's right. like – you yeah. know, it's like it's just – Now, the movie we're talking about here is That's My Boy, um, which is – he plays the father of Andy Samberg. It's funny casting, though. I mean, uh-huh. look at the two of them next to each other. It's yeah. like, oh, I buy that. That's funny. They almost have the same name. <laughs> Sandberg Sandler. I mean, look, you look at their Andy faces, Sandler. it's like really... But uh, the trailer for it, it seems like I might be sort of interested, but he's doing this phony Boston accent. It oh, just sounds... You, oh, the trailer, he's like, come on, I'm your dad, or whatever. It's like not... It's just bad. I actually was kind of... Uh, having not seen the trailer, uh, I was kind of excited. It's like, oh, he's, he's embracing... He's embracing being older. Maybe he's changing as an actor, and it sounds like that's not the case. <laughs> he never, like, I'll say this about Adam Sandler. Even though he makes, like, such garbage, 
he never seemed to go, or maybe maybe I'm wrong. I'm just not thinking of something. He doesn't seem like he ever went the vanity route. He doesn't have like a facelift like Ben Stiller. Well, people actually, I've read. I think I read an article saying that as far as like never trying. He, ne- he never had a he never had a facelift. But look at who plays his wife in almost oh, yeah. every comedy yeah, of the last ten asshole. years. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm gonna be a schlub, and I'm gonna get some someone who's like twenty years younger than him to play his like, yeah. wife. And the characters are so undeveloped. I mean, they're just like, honey, sweetie, yeah, honey, sweetie, <laughs> oh no, honey, <laughs> that's it. Like he gets like someone like yeah, Marissa well, Tomei to play his wife. Or having something. seen. Jack and Jill, like, I literally can imagine Katie Holmes just, like, putting someone on hold on her cell phone when the actor calls, <laughs> when the director calls action. Like, she's so, right. so unimportant that she just has to kind of Come be on. Her. You know you love your sister. <laughs> that's one of, that's, that's one right, of my favorite. We're moving on to the next close-up. Uh-huh. Sorry, what were you going to say? I was going to say that's one of my favorite things about that uh, Leap Day Williams thing from 30 Rock is the... The uh, Jim Carrey. Okay, there's, there's, in it, there's a... Uh, like a Jim Carrey movie within the show in which he's, you know, it's like liar, liar and all these other, where crazy things are happening to him. And his wife is played by Andy McDowell. And it's like, that is such perfect. They really casting. got Andy McDowell. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and so, and so it's like the movie within the show, that's perfect. Cause they would get somebody like Andy McDowell to play his generally unimportant wife. Right. Um, who's very earnest. Let's, right. let's skip ahead then to uh, magic Mike. But what does this movie look like? A piece of shit. Does it? See, oh, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you are playing the role in this episode of the guy who has seen the trailer. I bet I went on a huge trailer spree <laughs> uh-huh. uh, in preparation past, for this episode. Kind of, yeah, a little Good. bit, yeah. Good. I, and, I, we appreciate it. And uh, uh, it looks like I, I've heard about it, and I was like, "All right, I'm ready to see Soderbergh," and you know, it's about a male stripper, it's about his life, and and uh, I thought it would be like some sort of you know boogie nights or something or there'd be some sort of like dark side to it it's just a dumb like rom-com it just looks like sweet he's a you know he's a stripper and that's one side of him but there's a there's a puppy dog in there too oh. see it's I was like hoping big... it would be like the girlfriend experience except the, well, you guys. were hoping it would have some teeth in it yeah as something like a Soderbergh movie or something. It looks like well, and the fact that that Channing Tatum used to be yeah. a male stripper, like yeah. the the casting of him, I, I remember being like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder. I don't know. I've I've gained a certain degree of respect or at least appreciation Watch the for Channing you, Tatum. You will ungain it. it okay. just looks like it just but looks the, like like they've been luring you into no no drink the Channing Tatum Kool Aid, drink the Channing Tatum, and then they show you the trailer and it's just like oh, it's just a big Channing Tatum commercial. Did you guys see Twenty One so, Jump Street? I didn't see it. I, mean, I don't think the movie is that great overall, but I think you will both warm up to Channing Tatum after seeing that. And then I, well, watch I, li- the, I, I liked him in Hay- I liked him in Haywire. I think that's oh, yeah, kind of what yeah. got me thinking about uh, yeah. him as an actor. Um, uh, isn't he Nick Lachey? <laughs> <laughs> More or less. Yeah, watch the Magic Mike trail. It looks dumb. Okay. It was um, like, yo, yo, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I do this, but I'm, but I'm also got a heart. You know, this ain't who I am. I'm not Magic Mike. I'm like Mike, you know. Now, how would how would if the character were played by Robert Downey Jr. What would he say? You know, you know, yeah, yeah, do strippers. Yeah, I've got a great body. You know, everyone wants to have sex with me, but yeah, let's just me know I have sex with you. You know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a real guy. I got real feelings. That's how I care. Okay, now <laughs> now if Harrison Ford were to play uh, uh, stripper, uh, stripper. I'd, I what about Walter Matthau? You son of a bitch! <laughs> Don't you like me taking off my shirt? 
<laughs> All right. You're Thank right. you. That's uh, I, I'm I'm so hooked on that Abdullah Junior impression right now. I hope, <laughs> uh, let's I, I hope we see more of it. Yeah, I gotta work. Um, I want to talk about Brave real quick. Okay, I don't Be- know what this is, but go it's ahead. It's a new Pixar film and the first uh, Pixar film to have a female lead. Okay. Uh, in the character. Wait, what about uh, Finding Nemo? That's more supporting. Oh, I would say the generous. Yeah. It was it was like a duo. It was she and Albert Brooks, right? Right. Right. Yeah, but I guess isn't Nemo kind of. Who's is who? Which one's Nemo? Is that Ellen DeGeneres? Is she the one? No, Nemo no, she's is Dory. The, is the 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 son of yeah. Albert Brooks? Brooks. Character yeah, the I, father and son. I feel like Rogan. No, I don't know who played him. <laughs> Gosh, Martin Scorsese smokes weed. Could you imagine how awesome that'd be? <laughs> My Seth Rogen impression. You got to make some, a reference to some sort of filmmaker from the seventies, and then weed. Um, I, I'm excited about about Brave. I think because it uh, it looks like actiony, and it also but it also looks uh, more more serious. I guess mm-hmm. um, uh, I've had I've had problems with some of the more comedic aspects of their films, like Rat- Ratatouille and Up. Um, Who's Julie Walters? Uh, she's she was in Mrs. Weasley. Isn't yeah, she? and she was in uh, Billy Elliot. Okay. Did, did you see the Harry Potter movies? I've, I mean, I don't remember them. Educating yeah. Rita with Michael Caine. Did you see that one? Uh, uh, no, I oh. didn't see Educating Rita. Um, did Robert Downey Jr. see Educating? All right. Uh, I just want to say I don't know if you guys I'm, don't have anything to say about it. I like Kelly McDonald. She's yeah. she's cool, and she voices the lead. Yeah, uh, I'm excited for it. Uh, I don't watch Pixar it, movies. It looks. Talk about that off mic. Um, but uh, I'm excited for it because I do, for the most part, enjoy Pixar films, Cars 2 excluded. Now, the, um, the last Pixar film they made, Toy Story 3, was really good. I mean, oh, it's, yeah. It, it's weird for them to have taken such a long break. Yeah, they don't usually do that. Yeah. So but, it's uh, really something. I, I enjoyed Toy Story 3. So um, based on their most recent film, right, I'm right. looking forward to break. Their movie, you know, artistic expression, <laughs> Toy Story 3, uh-huh. pretty solid. <laughs> So I don't count uh, uh, financial calculations. So, um, but no, Brave. I'm excited. It looks. It looks like you said. There, it looks like there's some good action. It looks like there's some good character. The one thing, oddly enough, I'm kind of almost disappointed by having watched that extended, uh, not teaser, but whatever it is that mm-hmm. you'd call that, that Pixar does from time to time when it shows her entering herself into the uh, contest. There, uh, I'm kind of disappointed by the uh, character design. Oh. It seems like something someone else, someone not seemed, Pixar would have done. Yeah, yeah, it just seems like a very, like, a very like standard. Same, to me, thing. I saw the picture. I was like, "Is this Coraline? What is this?" By the way, more, more, more bows and arrows. Oh, it really is the year of the uh, bow and arrow. Oh hell? yeah, that's true. What yes, the hell is going on? There's a crossbow in the five. And I'm sure there's too. one, and there's probably one in Mirror Mirror <laughs> and Snow White and the Huntsman. There's probably um, a. Yeah, yeah, I was actually thinking that when we were looking at the pictures. Let's make Bow and yeah. Arrow the movie, guys. You're eager to move on. Did you want to talk about I to want to talk with about love? To Rome with Love. Uh, but the first thing I just want to point out is that I've been excited about this movie since I read about the cast because I, I think Roberto Benigni is well due for another chance in the yeah. States because I, I really do think he's funny. And I recently rewatched Life is Beautiful and Cried Like a Little Girl. Yeah. And I've watched some of his other movies recently you know, that I hadn't seen and some rewatched some I had seen. And they're good. He's like a really mm-hmm. brilliant entertainer. I recently rewatched, uh, or recently saw for the first time. I mean, uh, Night on Earth. And his yeah, he's so funny. In that's it. it's it, that that yeah. 
there should be some sort of Hall of Fame. I don't know if, what there is, but for what he does in Night on Earth. Yeah, and is, I also was yeah, like, there's like an interview. I think I was reading about that where it's like he just they just rolled the camera. He's just yeah. making that stuff up. Yeah, yeah. And somehow the way that I don't know who's the genius behind it. It's probably all collaboration effort. But like he's making that stuff up, but they're tying it into the story, and uh-huh. it's like somehow it seems like the story that's being told couldn't be made without the stuff that he's making up. And yeah, I think that's just I don't know. Anyway. Uh, you know, it just seems it's got a cool cast and it sounds cool. But the the first title was Bob Bob DeCameron, and then the next title they changed it from that because that must have been too confusing to Nero Fiddled, and then now they've changed it to the more marketable To Rome with Love. Did he direct it or is he just in it? No, Woody no. Allen wrote and directed it. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, um, and that's the thing is I don't have. I don't have uh, the magazine in front of me. I gave, I gave it away, and so I couldn't see that. So that baby could be happy. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I like, uh, yeah, when I first heard of it, it was called The Bop Decameron. Um, to Rome with Love. Uh, it sounds like just like they're just kind of trying to market off the, you know, like, Midnight in Paris. Yeah, like, yeah I don't think it's his. From uh, the director. I don't think he's happy yeah. with it. He actually says, I don't know if you've read the thing. Uh, oh, in, in terms of the, the title Nero Fiddles, um, uh-huh. they were talking about how they need to be able to market his films overseas. And I guess while Nero Fiddled is not a universal like, not something everyone understands. Yeah, that, that's that's not. A, they don't have that. That uh, also, that. narrow fiddle sounds like a place you'd go to buy your violin. It's like, <laughs> you, you are you in the market for a stringed instrument? Come down to narrow fiddles. What about narrow fiddled? Because it was it. There you go. Fiddled. All right. Like he fiddled. Yeah, yeah. That um, makes more sense. Um, he fiddled while Rome. Was... I don't know much about your sister's sister. So wait, what he's not um, happy about the change? Then he tried, but overseas distributors objected. I guess it's an American expression. He yes. says. It says he settled on to Rome with love, but I, I don't know. Maybe he's just being. Maybe he's just uh, like I want. I want that money that I got from Midnight in Paris, yeah. so I'll settle on this shitty title. So your sister's sister is a movie I don't know much about, but um, it stars Emily Blunt and Rosemary DeWitt, and I uh, am into both of them as as actors. Um, and. Uh, I don't know. Anybody know anything Lynn, about Sh- Lynn Shelton made uh, 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 Hump Day. Hump Day, yes. That's, hmm. Yeah, so. Uh, Which I heard was good, but I didn't see it. Everyone told me yeah, they liked same it. Same here. And Mark Duplass is also in Your Sister's Sister. Yeah. So uh, that's one to keep an eye out for. We don't have anything to say about it, but. Um, now, okay, it looks like before we move on to this next one, let me talk about real quick uh, how I think sci fi. I am so pumped about three sci fi movies that just it just seems like sci fi is back. I, and I watched, go watch the trailer for Cosmopolis, Cronenberg's new movie. Yeah. I don't know if it comes out this summer or when it's supposed to come out. Uh, I know it's playing at Cannes. It's playing at Cannes, yeah. But uh, I don't, you know, I don't have any opinion about Robert Pattinson's previous, you know. Someone I someone made a, I made a joke today. It was like, oh, I, I wish it didn't start that guy. And I was like, Jason Priestley? But like, <laughs> like. Uh, I only know him from Harry Potter 4. He's a perfectly fine what actor. Else is he I, in? The guy from Harry Potter 4? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Wa- I mean. Water for Elephants. Oh, yeah, 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 that kid. Francis Lawrence. It, it looks awesome, though. It looks. Uh, um, Cosmopolis looks awesome. Mm-hmm. It looks like Cronenberg, like, and I didn't dislike A Dangerous Method. It was a little like I liked it. I liked lot. it quite a bit. Really, mm-hmm. I thought Karen Knightley was just kind of like, eh, I don't buy her. Like when she was doing her, oh, I'm retarded type stuff. But didn't, I just didn't, didn't buy that it. feel very Cronenberg? The like contortions and uh, just, I just didn't buy it. You know, I usually like I know that he sometimes. You mean like as a function of the performance, you didn't? Yeah, buy it? it just felt like but, she was doing someone else's moves or something like that. I don't know the idea of. Uh, 
mental anguish being manifested through physical torment and like malformation. I'm talking about like very, her spasms. Like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's very it fit with I think Cronenberg. Maybe I'm just bringing. I thought that the whole the movie, table. the whole movie, fit within Cronenberg's world. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I didn't like, even though it didn't have any kind of supernatural or like strange kind of. Body horror. Ele- yeah, I, I will say elephant. What, what I said after leaving that movie. This is going to be mean. Um, I said that's probably the best performance of Kira Knightley's career, and I can think of twenty actresses who could have done it better. Right. That, I mean, I don't have any <laughs> usual problem with her. I just don't. I don't see her movies. But anyway, Cosmopolis looks awesome. I'm I'm super excited. And the other one I saw a trailer for that I don't think I think comes out after summer. Looper. That looks awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm great, excited great. for Looper. Both those trailers have like an awesome like '90s feel about them. Yeah, like, Looper of the ones you mentioned, Looper is the only um, Looper, of course, directed by one of the best filmmakers of all time. <laughs> That's an inside joke. Uh, oh. Ryan Johnson made Brick, which is not not. I'm not joking when I say Brick is as close to a perfect film as I've ever seen. You uh-huh. take you uh, take that cloak off the pin, and I'm right there with you. Uh, I don't know what that what that expression means. Uh, <laughs> Have you seen Brick? Mm-mm. I think I think you would actually. Really There's enjoy a character it. called the Pin, as in the Kingpin. Oh, and spoilers! No, no, it okay. is played he, by Lucas Haas. Yeah, uh, good performance. Okay, uh, um, but they they dress him in a way that I'm like, I was with you right up until then, but that's yeah. it. I, yeah, I, think, I, I think there's about an eighty percent chance you would really like. I'll see. Like I'll Brick. see it. Everyone keeps telling me to see it. I just haven't had a chance um, to see it. But, but uh, then he made the Brothers Bloom, which I didn't like. That uh huh. That looked kind of dumb. Just Adrian Brody, I just I can't I can't look at him and take him seriously anymore. He just seems so like uh, like you you making a face at me like what him? No no no. It's just I'm curious to know why. Okay, like uh, the best example I can cite is the movie Predators, the uh, mm-hmm. the uh, where uh, the movie Predators where like he's uh, he's doing his Dark Knight impression throughout the whole movie <laughs> mm-hmm. and for no real reason and. Uh, which that whole movie is full of missed opportunities. But at the very end when he's battling the Predator, the camera pans over and he's suddenly not wearing a shirt. And he's so – I laughed out loud. He's so laughable without a shirt. Because like guys like Arnold or like even like who came before him, like Bronson, like someone like Charles Bronson or whatever, even mm-hmm. like Burt Reynolds, like when they're playing like manly dudes without their shirts on, like they look like they just look like that. They don't look like they they did a shitload of yoga. I mean obviously like uh, like Arnold, you know, he was like a bodybuilder, so he, that's why. But even still you like – it's the 80s and you're like, yeah, this guy's tough. But like Adrian Brody just looks so dumb when he when he took his shirt off. He just looked like he'd done a lot of yoga and like had a lot of wheatgrass or something like that. Yeah, I, I think he's. And better. I was like, "You are stupid. You're dumb. Um, You're phony baloney. I don't believe anything." I like him better as the characters he played in. Um, uh, he had a small part in King of the Hill. Going back to Steven Soderbergh, mm-hmm. uh, and also uh, Barry Levinson's uh, Liberty Heights. He's very good. I, really I liked him in, him in uh, Summer of Sam. He was pretty good in that. I liked I him in that. Summer of yeah. Sam. I liked the pianist. I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked. I even like Bullet with star uh, that he has a little part in, starring Tupac and Mickey Rourke. Oh, oh wow! Yeah, Anyone I see that one? I no. never saw that one. Oh, I, I mean, I saw it when I was like twenty. Yeah, and I try to see everything that Mickey Rourke's in. This was uh, this was pre Mickey Rourke um, being Mickey Rourke back. Right. Okay. All right. Nice. Uh, let's move on. So, but anyway, the whole reason I was saying I'm excited about sci-fi being back is, is... because of Prometheus. Yes. Because I think it looks awesome. You do. Yeah, D- have you seen? I do. I, I, I I've kind of, a, I've kind of. Oh, I have no. Oh, I'm drinking the Com- Prometheus Kool Aid. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm up on it. like, uh, it, it, it's like it seemed like 
Um, everyone, you know, I, it takes me a while sometimes. I, I'll be like, uh, oh, what's this everyone's talking about Prometheus? And then I see a, a trail, I'm like, oh, it's kind of cool looking. And then yeah. I read more, it's like, oh, practical sets. Oh. Yeah. And then. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I saw, because I haven't watched trailers, but at Comic-Con last year, I saw essentially like a sizzle reel, just a bunch of shots they had mm-hmm. completed that looked looked really cool. My only, and this isn't a, uh, like I say, I'm always cautious about stuff, but my, what I wonder is, um, this taking place in the alien world, mm-hmm. is Ridley Scott still able to make that, um, still able to do that, that, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That measured tone that Alien has? I don't know if he has the patience as a yeah, filmmaker anymore. I, patience is the, exactly the right word. Looking because at the trailer, I think of, he probably does. Yeah. Oh, you mean how, sl- how, how Alien takes his time. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I feel like his recent films, even the ones that I like. And like Blade are, Runner also takes his time. Yes, yeah. uh, but even, even the more recent films that I like, um, like, I don't know Black Hawk Down. Obviously, don't don't have that. Um, what else? What I'll say that I observe about like the little things is that like it just seems like he's going back to what he used to do. It just seems like he's using all his like you know commercial experience and and design experience and and putting it into the making of the movie. And I also saw that another thing that made me excited and it actually made me say, oh, I get why people like Michael Fassbender because I haven't seen all the movies that people love about mm-hmm. him, but. Um, uh, there's this thing called Happy Birthday, David. That's like a little kind of promo teaser or whatever. I heard about it. Yeah, and and it's like it's like it's supposed to be a commercial for you know the the whatever yeah. they call the droids in the alien world. You know, like Bishop and and Ian Holmes character, and mm-hmm. um, and he's he's you know I don't think it's spoiling to say he's supposed to be one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, but this Happy Birthday, David video is awesome, and. I I've started to subscribe to David's uh, what me David or yeah David Bax okay co-host of Battleship Pretension um, and of course previously on uh, y- your uh, your philosophy of not watching trailers like for the most part I've I've with the exception of stuff like the Avengers of course uh, if I can avoid it I try to. I, I gave in and I watched that Prometheus trailer uh-huh. and I was like, oh shit. Like even it's just like, this is okay. This is pretty, this is pretty good. Yeah. It, like little things like using, using some of the uh, same noises as the, yeah. Uh, yeah, as the original alien trailer is awesome. And also and then the, I the, saw, the, the font that they're yeah, having yeah. with the, with yeah, the, the, bars, hierogly- the, the hieroglyphic thing. Yeah. That, yeah. That, uh, well, I, that's not, that, that's not, I was talking about the bars in, like just to, that says Prometheus, right. right? Well, that's the thing is having listened to the commentary for Alien, uh-huh. uh, I think of those as hieroglyphics, even though they're not, because oh, Ridley Scott said he wanted it to have a hieroglyphic feel as the title is slowly revealed. But I also watched this came out maybe two months ago, uh, the TED Talk. Oh, did I did you see that? that? It was a guy Pierce. Guy Pierce. Yeah, yeah. As a and, character named Wayland, right? Yeah. And he reveals it only at the end. Oh, I and gave he's, it away then. And he's, yeah, it's all right. But like he's, and he's like really like playing this clearly megalomaniacal, megalomaniacal guy who's, and he's kind of even hamming it up a little bit. And then when he says Waylon, like it's almost like, it's no, almost wait, like the nerve, ce- the nerd center in my brain. Who is Wayland is like Wayland Yutani, the, the company that they mine in the alien. Yeah, Wayland Yutani. Yeah, and right. so like it, it's it's almost like somebody just like pushed the the button in my brain that says like, oh yeah, right. And Here also in the Happy Birthday David thing, it says like Wayland Industries. Yeah. You. Um, so when does Yutani come into? This? I don't know. All right. The, the um, other thing. Wait, before we move on, was I forgot. 
Okay. Right. <laughs> uh, I don't know much about Rock of Ages. I know it's a Broadway oh, show. Oh, no, I, I want to say also just the Happy Birthday okay. David thing. Oh. It, it, it feels like it's also moving into Blade Runner territory as well. You know, it's just like, and I saw this little, you know, the things that are devised to make you excited, but it's like, um, a little featurette on Apple. Like I, I'm, I don't care anymore because I because I get so excited or f- rarely excited about movies. I'm like, yeah, I'll watch these trailers. Like there's a little Ridley Scott featurette, you know, where he's like, I'm very excited to be back. Basically, it's like what he said. I'm very excited to be back. It's like I'm very excited to be working in sci-fi again. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he was also saying like, you know, in sci-fi, I just think it should be about everything it should be about everything in the sci-fi world it's like um, all right that's pretty awesome i wanted to say one other thing actually i, I just remembered about the comic-con uh panel they did um charlie stern was there on stage but they did like a via satellite interview with ridley scott and numi rapaz and i mean ridley scott and numi rapaz had been working together on prometheus but he <laughs> had to ask her if her name is pronounced rapaz or rapace which I thought was funny that he wouldn't know, but also kind of helpful because I'd been wondering too. Yeah. So now we he know. Did, he's a man of the repos. people. He did it for you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Rock of Ages. I, Thank you, Ridley. I, I don't know much about it at all. Rock Is it Ages? a comedy? It's a musical. It's a musical. Is it a comedy musical? Because uh, it it's, tra- it's an unfunny looking comedy musical. Okay. It's a, it's, a, it's a musical. It's a musical with musical style jokes in it. Where, where they just basically they're about as like commercial of a joke as you can get. Where also it's weird to me that like, it, and this is a, a personal thing. Having been raised in the Protestant Church, Rock of Ages is God. He's the Rock of Ages. That is that is what he is called. Well, he's oh. called many things, but Rock of Ages is one of them. So much so that in uh, in Inherit the Wind, uh, the Matthew Harrison Brady character. He uh, he says, I'm much more interested in the rock of ages than the ages of rocks. <laughs> and um, so, like, when I saw, when I first heard, have you heard about this movie, Rock of Ages? I was like, is it about God? Is it, a, is it like a Jesus movie? And uh, they're like, no, it's a, it's a rock, <laughs> it's this, you know, rock and roll movie with Tom Cruise. I'm like, ugh, that doesn't sound good at all. Um, that's funny. I guess I wonder, I guess I kind of knew that because there's the William Nelson song. Mm. I think it's called Rock of Ages. I think so. Um, but the funny thing, then we'll move on about Rock of Ages, is uh, I remember there was a early like promo photo of Tom Cruise like performing or whatever, yeah. and someone like it leaked, and someone said, "Look, Tom Cruise is starring in the Glenn Danzig biopic. He does look <laughs> like Glenn Danzig." Um, but uh, judging by the trailer, it does not look anything as awesome as Glenn Danzig is. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, Beast of the Southern Wild. I, uh, I don't know no, what it, that is. It made oh, you've talked about that. At yeah. Sundance. Our, our, our writer, Matt, who uh, covered Sundance for us, uh, enjoyed it. So that's one to look out for from what I am what I am told. Um, I'm going to go ahead and call one to avoid on Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Why? Because that... Okay. The first 30 seconds, maybe, of the trailer is awesome mm-hmm. have you seen the trailer yeah i've only seen it because i've been at a couple of movies recently where they've shown it including cabin in the woods mm-hmm. um uh do you know what i'm talking about the beginning of the, have you seen the trailer josh for i think i watched it yeah yeah it looks, the, it the right. like the speech like him talking the voice it's it's written so well and written in a way that is actually kind of re- reminiscent of the way that lincoln wrote mm-hmm. uh i was really into it and then once the essentially once the cgi started really rearing his head well how about this 
I'm sorry, this is going to sound maybe too extreme. Once the fucking vampire movie started, right. it's like, do you know the title of the movie you're you're making? <laughs> it's you're basically making a comedy. If you want it, if you want the characters to take it seriously, that's fine. You're making, see, you're actually, making a freaking Jonah Hex. Or I actually something like, like that. that they're taking it seriously, but. Yeah. When it becomes cartoonish action, that's not the serious... If it were, like, serious, like, fucking The Road serious, right. I would love that. But when it has these... They're making, like, a comic book movie. Yeah. I'll say yeah. that the actor starring in it, Benjamin Walker, uh-huh. is a good actor. Yeah, what do you know him from? I know him... Well, I, I know, know him a little bit personally, but okay. also, like, I've seen... Saw him actually perform on a Broadway production of this show, this show called... Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson, where oh, he actually right, played right. Andrew Jackson. Yeah. Um, but he was really good, you know? And I don't like musicals, but he was really, like, he was a dazzler. I was, you know, I was like, he's getting me, you know? I don't want to make it sound as though I'm opposed to a, this film being serious, and just because it's Abraham Lincoln as a vampire hunter doesn't mean that it is inherently silly. But you have, but, like... Are you saying it, it, just, it, it just, might just offend you? No, it won't offend me at all. It's just, it's just... Like, I've seen vampire movies before. I've seen, like, movies like Van Helsing. I've seen them before about the lone guy who has this reputation for doing this. Like, I've seen that. What I haven't seen is a movie about, like, a beloved figure who who does this crazy-ass thing. <laughs> like, that's what I want. And by the way... So wh- it's, how is it's this also, losing you? Where is it losing you? It's losing me because it's opting to be an... Uh, Every other movie, mm-hmm. you yeah, know what I mean? You mean like, try, like it, it's making it a, a shitty superhero movie. It's making it. It's making a shitty superhero movie, and it happens to be it's Abraham Lincoln. Exactly what I didn't end up seeing Cowboys and Aliens, but like what I hoped going in was that it would be a legitimate western, and then have aliens. And what I hear is that it just turns into every dumb CG action movie. Cliche, and that's what it looks like here. Is that it would be awesome if this were a serious. Uh, a serious biopic that also included some like oh this like side, heavy violence side in like a Charlie Kaufman way or something it, like yeah that. but but it, it, that that trailer just looks really really maybe they came in who knows maybe they came into like legal trouble where they were like Lincoln's already being made right or maybe they were trying to distance themselves from Lincoln because Lincoln is you know being taken so seriously it, and which let me I'm just, like, pumped about Lincoln I yeah, think it's coming out be, later this and I, year, even yeah. just little things behind the scenes things I heard where it's like. I heard that Spielberg was actually different on the set than he usually is. Like he was, I don't know if he was intimidated by Daniel Day Lewis or what, but I and and, and every cast member is like someone huge. And, yeah. and I also heard the script was really good. Yeah, it looks. Um, I will I say, by the way, also, if you're going to have a president kill vampires, it's Teddy Roosevelt. All right, <laughs> that guy was insane. Yeah, I love that would be, that how would be insane awesome. he was, but yeah. like. And that's why in that uh, thing that I posed to you a long time ago about who uh, any any figure living or dead, f- real or not, who would you most want to be in a mall killing va- uh, zombies with? I said Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah, because he'd be good and he'd enjoy himself. Yeah, this was a a, a fun game. Let's play it right here. Okay, for for Josh, um, basically you're in. Uh, you, you get to pick the scene you and a i'm not good at games by the way you and a famous person real or imagined no. get to kill a shopping mall full of zombies while a certain song plays on the soundtrack and you pick the weapon and oh and you pick the weapon yes no. that's right okay and you went with you and teddy roosevelt 
with uh, pump action shotguns. Now I did I did add a little something. Okay. Um, we're on a golf cart. Okay. But then uh, we would be now. My original choice was Stop. Highway to Hell by ACDC. Are you thinking about your answer? Kinda. Okay. I, I, I think stuff, I might have I'm amended kinda. it to Shoot to Thrill. Okay. Also, but it has look. It has to be ACDC one way or the other. Okay. But uh, yeah, just driving through like on a golf cart, blowing zombies away with shotguns, listening to Shoot to Thrill with Teddy Roosevelt, just like bully, like <laughs> as you like. That's mine. Was is it's me and Jet Li circa Once Upon a Time in China. We have crowbars, and the song that's playing is "Looking Down the Barrel of a Gun" by Beastie Boys. <laughs> Uh, uh, any, any, uh, uh, maybe I'll, I'll try one. I'll say, um, uh, uh, younger Charles Durning <laughs> because, uh, you know, I he was, it. he was a world war two veteran. Uh-huh. He stormed the beach at Normandy, uh-huh. you know, and he's still around. He's like, I think his brain is probably getting a little loose, but he's, he's like 92 or something like that. So Charles Durning and maybe the Muppets moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> and what sort of weapon do you have? Oh, Charles Durning. <laughs> I'm just standing behind him. You don't need a weapon. Yeah. Awesome. All right, uh, G.I. Joe retaliation? Don't care. Don't okay. give a shit. Um, the Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, you know, you guys talk about it. I don't have anything to say. I don't have anything to say. This is my insouciance again about uh, superheroes. Don't really care. I'm excited for it. Uh, well, it's exactly yeah. the same as the other one, but just maybe they got a little bit of a darker cinema, uh, darker lighting a little bit. And it, and probably a, just a generally darker tone, uh, because when you think about it, like the first Spider-Man was made at the time, like Batman was long gone, the Joel Schumacher Batman. Batman Begins hadn't come out yet. Really, the only like superhero oh, movies they, they, there they was started like it. yeah, there started was, all the it was the X-Men surgery. in two thousand, Spider-Man in two thousand two, and so like a kind of a lighter tone. Yeah. Even it was made, but uh, pre nine eleven, right? Released post nine eleven. Yeah, and I think that that might have made a difference. And so I think now people maybe even demand a slightly darker tone from their superhero movies. And so I think that's what this is going to have. It well, also, I has saw an that Joss quality. Whedon thing. He said he wants to make all of them like Travis, like Taxi Driver. Uh-huh. Hmm. I'm like, I like Taxi Driver. I'll see you. And I think I like Andrew Garfield. Uh, I think that's probably good casting. I just and don't really care. I mean, sure, I'll probably see it because it's like if it it's marketed enough. Because I've I didn't see anything last year. Real, I maybe saw like three movies in the theater or something. And, and this year, I think I'm just like, uh, I'm like, I just I don't know. I'm, I'm I I saw the Three Stooges. How know? was it? Uh, it wasn't good. That seemed like a that mo- everything about that movie seems like a crazy experiment. Yeah, but it seemed like I wish they'd known they were making an experiment. It seemed like they were thought they were, were trying to make like this will be good. It, it's like the impressions are pretty pretty solid, um, but they but it, it it's kind of like why are you trying to character develop Mo? Don't don't try to develop Mo for for a shitty lame plot, you know. And it and it's pandering so much to like kids, and it's got all these little kid characters, you know. And it's like. You know, we've got to save the orphanage for this kid, this sweet kid, and just and and there were actually some jokes in it. Like that would be a funny joke if it weren't with Larry Moe and Curly. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if it were just as a Fairly Brothers joke, that's funny. Isn't Larry David in it? As he's a, the funniest thing in it. As he's a really nun, funny, right? He's actually like my my friend and I. We sat through it, and and we we're like, Larry David is pretty funny in this. Like just everything he does, you boys, blah. blah. He's just funny. And uh, but but it just seems like they should have not done the Three Stooges and just like came up with new Three Stooges type like yeah. like uh, 
Jerry Schmo and Buzz or something like that, you know? Um, I, the inclusion, like, like Snooky from Jersey Shore. Yeah, like, why? It, you know, it's just so... It gave me the impression it was going to be one of those, like, uh, epic movie or date movie or... Well, I don't even know what the other ones were. Just were. bad. It was just bad. There, when I saw the, the trailer, there was actually one part, much to my surprise and maybe even chagrin, uh, that made me laugh. And it was all uh, in Sean Hayes' delivery, where Mo says something about like him having a headache. And he goes, yeah, it's coming on. Yeah. They use a different take in the movie than they do in the trailer. Really? Because that's, that's a good delivery a good when, he hit, when he hits him in the head with a... He's like, I don't have a headache. And he hits him in the how head with now? a wrench and he goes, how about now? He's like, yeah, it's coming on. Yeah, in the, in the, in the movie, it's like, yeah, it's coming on. Or I don't know. It's just different. That sucks. Can That's I say a so, good delivery. Other thing, I was clicking around on YouTube watching clips of, uh, just finding clips of things. And I fa- stumbled on this made-for-TV movie from about seven years ago of, like, uh, behind-the-scenes Mork and Mindy. And the guy they had playing Robin Williams was the guy they got put to play Mo. And huh. he's doing a Robin Williams impression. And every time he plays Robin Williams not performing, he's doing the, 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 sweet, the sweet guy version of Robin Williams. Well, I'm, I just wish that I could sometime, someday make it. Or whatever, like kind of. The, he's playing him almost like this, like simpleton retard. He just loves to perform and be. He's funny. a pure spirit. Josh. How does Robert yeah. Junior feel about Robin Williams? <laughs> I give up now. Right. Uh, damn, um, I'm excited. I'm actually. You killed the goose, David. I don't know if I'm excited, but I'm intrigued by Savages, uh, oh, the new that? Oliver Stone. Yeah, because it looks like he's. No, it doesn't. It, it, <laughs> no, it doesn't. It kind of looks like he's just making. First and foremost, an action movie. Uh, and yeah. I'm excited, I'm excited oh, for like that. He's got sort of like some sort of political subplot shoved in. Yeah, there. Uh, but I mean, I, I did see the trailer because I've actually been to the movies, like non press screening, like actual movies with with trailers a couple times recently. So I've seen some of these trailers, and um, I kind of kind of got excited for it. It looks interesting. I mean, you know, it's entirely possible that we could get. Uh, Borrow a, a, a phrase from the Amazing Race. We could get U-turned. Uh, <laughs> I like U-turn. I am not a fan of U-turn. Oh, I thought it was an interesting experiment. Well, we'll say it's a. It felt like just. I mean, for how cruddy it was, you know. <laughs> I mean, I'm, and I mean cruddy like the design of it. It was like cruddy. Yeah. You know, and I liked all the character actors, and I liked. You know, it just seemed like he was doing something different, but it flopped, so he just kind of flailed and. And this, and you know what? I mean, I, I know it's like nasty, like it's nasty every step of the way, you yeah. know. But God, will you? I think I do respect U-turn as an experiment because it it goes to the. It's like Red Rock West. It's it's the guy, you know, stranger blows into town and just a crazy, just this crazy town with ugly people. I don't think it's successful, but it's not the worst instinct for a filmmaker to have, and it does seem like the instinct he's sort of running with with savages, and it could be entertaining now you um to change the subject a little bit here wait real quick if we're changing i i i, I kind of feel like oliver stone is nothing without robert richardson hmm. oh. like he, he robert richardson shot all his movies in the 90s and uh-huh. in, the, in the late 80s oh, yeah. except for any given sunday i think he shot u-turn i don't know i think he did because u-turn has a real specific look did he, he didn't shoot any given sunday didn't oh. and uh, and and since then, like Oliver Stone just feels like a different filmmaker. He just feels like a guy who's trying to do something. Well, who does he work with the same editor? Because his films always had a certain feel to them. But then, like I saw W a few years ago, and it Which just I feels kind so, of like enjoyed W. I kind of did too, actually. Yeah, I mean, it was like it didn't 
It's kind of like a nothing forgettable movie, actually, but I, I, I liked it. But if you were to compare, like, as far as tonally, the feel of the movie, if you were to compare W to Nixon... They feel like completely different filmmakers. Yeah. So, like, does he? W- I, I don't know enough I think about Robert like Richardson and maybe his editor probably have like a big yeah. part in that. You know. Um, now, Tyler, you just mentioned Red Rock West. Mm-hmm. Uh, over on MoreThanOneLesson dot com. Yeah. You recently posted your currently revised personal top one hundred of all time, which yes. is something you revise every three years or so, roughly. Uh, and Red Rock West for the first time got an, and di- didn't didn't debut down at the bottom it, it was it's pretty up high in up the there. 60s i think yeah um i never seen it i should check it out uh, again you would like it it's it 100 it, nicholas cage i like him dennis hopper i like him jt walsh i like him too laura flynn boyle she used to be really cool uh she yeah she was awesome um, before she went crazy and made her face all yeah that, that is a shame um brief but memorable uh appearance by dwight yoakam no, well, yeah. Dwight Yoakam as an actor. Yeah, so Red Rock West is definitely something people should uh, should check out. Uh, now, why didn't you post that on BattleshipRetention.com? Um, because I had posted my top hundred before on More Than One Lesson, and I wasn't sure if if honestly, I wasn't sure if if posting like a a personal thing like that would hmm. be okay. Like More Than One Lesson, it's More Than One Lesson with Tyler Smith, right? Right. Okay. Whereas this is well, this is us. If you want. I can post it if you want. Well, I want the listeners to... Well, obviously, they can find out morethanonelesson.com, but if they think it belongs on battleshipretention.com, email tyler at battleshipretention.com, an email address that doesn't entirely work all the time. Anyway. Yeah, and and David actually just told me about that. Thank you for bringing that up. Uh, if if anybody has emailed me and like it go it comes back to them... Yeah, uh, my I, two have been kicked back. Yeah, I do get... I still do get plenty of emails to that address, so just try sending it again. Uh, okay. I don't know what's what's wrong with it. Um, the Queen of Versailles. Anybody hear about it from Sundance? I know Matt didn't get to see it at Sundance. It's supposed to be it's supposed to be good. Uh-uh, don't know what it is. Uh, Ted didn't watch oh, the trailer. Ugh. Don't. I'm don't. not really a fan of Seth MacFarlane. I also haven't seen the trailer. But... I don't watch. I don't watch Family Guy. So I'm not a fan of Seth MacFarlane. I do kind. I I think I like uh, comedic Mark Wahlberg though. Um, I remember enjoying him in the movie Date Night, which is an only okay movie. But I think he has good comedic sensibilities. He's funny, so, Huckabees. Yeah. The only downside is I feel like he's probably just the straight man in this, and right. so why do I? So the comedy's coming yes, from but Seth he's MacFarlane. Probably a good reactor. Oh, I'm sure he is. Mm-hmm. To the bear, does the, good the straight man reactions. The the dirty bear, man oh man. Um, yeah, dirty puppets, dirty cute things. Ew, that's great. Uh, neighborhood Watch. Um, Don't care. Well, here's uh, Akiva Schaefer. Um, oh, I like him. He's cool. Directed it. Um, it stars Ben Stiller and Vince, Vince Vaughn, who have been, you know, like, Dodgeball has some funny stuff. And no, it doesn't. Jonah Hill, whom I like. Come on, how no? dare you. Uh, but also um, uh, Richard Ayoade, who's a very funny uh, me, British th- actor. To me, let me just say, like, this just looks like a piece of the machine. Like, I, I think it's like, not going to be very funny, and Richard Ayoade's inclusion is just him saying, yeah, man, I want to be part of the machine. Well, that is, usually I cynical, fill the role of the, of the cynic on this show, but that is that is more cynical. Who is the, uh, what's the Look director's name? Look at Ben Stiller's name? face. Akiva Schaefer. Uh, who is that? He's, um, he's, was the lonely from the, he's one of the Lonely Island Oh, okay, guys. okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Richard Ayoade will be known to uh, people who have seen uh, well, he directed a film called Submarine last year. Didn't that see I didn't it, see. but I, I'll, I'll happily hate on it, even though I didn't see it. <laughs> but uh, he was on 
a, a number of British comedies, but one in particular called Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, and also this uh, spinoff of that called Man to Man with Dean Lerner. Who's also on uh, the IT crowd. Uh, IT crowd. Uh, he's in some. He's, he's in some snuff box. He's he's in a lot <laughs> of stuff. But I definitely recommend people if they can find it. It's hard to find in any legal way in America, but if you can get a chance to see Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. I think place. it's pretty easy to find. Yeah, but I'm not sure the thing. It's not, a, I think it, it, it uh, you played on television. It, like, they, they had the... Dark uh, Place did? Yeah, I think it, uh, I think, like, I forget what channel, but someone I, had the rights to it and was showing it. I, I didn't know that. One. I have it. I think uh, Johnny Pemberton actually is in Neighborhood Watch. I like him. Yeah. Friend of the show, Friend Johnny show, Pemberton. Yeah. Uh, he was in 21 Jump Street. Um, all right. Jonah Hill's cool. Yes, I agree. I'm a fan. Um, I still think the movie looks like it'll probably be bad, though. I don't know anything about Hope Springs. It's a Meryl Street. We're getting to August and stuff that we haven't gotten a lot of word about. So We're skipping around. Uh, Sparkle is the last Meryl Street looks. Houston. Oh, oh, it's about sex because she's on. She's sitting on the toilet looking at looking bananas and she's banana. reading a book that says sex tips and she's got a look on her face that goes. Hmm. What should I do with that banana? Banana, sex tip, alone in privacy, in the bathroom. Yeah. Um, so right, David um, Frankel, what did he? Oh, oh! I'll tell you about Hope Springs. Probably be bad because Steve Carell's in it, and Steve Carell doesn't make good movies anymore. He only makes <laughs> neutered Steve Carell movies that are dull and bland. But Meryl Streep's cool, so maybe that'll make it good. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> also my, Tommy Lee Jones and Tommy Lee Jones, he's cool too. Uh, Sparkle was the last movie that Whitney Houston made. Um, oh. I don't know much about it. The Born Legacy. All right, uh, written and directed by Tony Gilroy. What else did Tony Gilroy right. make? Well, he he wrote or co-wrote all three of the Bourne movies, but he right. also made um, Michael, Clayton Michael Clayton and Duplicity. Oh, so he's a cool. He's Mr. Cool. I didn't see any of them. I didn't see any of those movies that you just listed off. You haven't seen any of the Bourne movies? Nope. They're fun. Mm-hmm. Michael Clayton's really good. Heard so. I've heard almost all bad things about Duplicity, but the Doesn't people who have... like Duplicity make me want to see it. Doesn't okay. Julia Roberts star in Duplicity? Yeah, it's her and Clive so Owen, right? So that's yeah. probably bad. <laughs> Is it Julia Roberts? I, I don't know. Is it? No, I don't. I don't think so. Who's in it? I'm I'm looking at the stuff now, and I'm know, moving into like, pessimism territory. I think uh, she's in Larry Crown. Gonna... Oh, okay. okay. Then who's in? I duplicity? retract my statement about Julia Roberts, Larry. Crown. I don't know. Is it she was in Kidman? Cl- is it Kate Blanchett? It's probably Kidman. Did one of them are in some movie is called it, something. Is it Clive Institute. Owen? It's Clive Owen. Multiplicity with Andy McDowell. Is it Andy McDowell? And Michael Keaton? Is that who's in? Multiplicity. <laughs> let's let's uh, let's pull out the I don't care card and move on. Okay, no, fair we're enough. gonna get to the bottom of this, but um, I want to talk about um, oh, the Born Legacy. You want to talk about Legacy. how excited to, you are to clear up because it seems like outside of the in the know film geek community, uh, there is some confusion. Jeremy Renner is not playing Jason Bourne. He's yeah. playing another agent, I, apparently within the Treadstone uh, program. It's a Bourne yeah. spinoff, and he's carrying the legacy, right? Of yeah, that's Bourne. Right. Now that yeah, Julia Roberts and Clive Owen, Julia Tom Roberts. Wilkinson. Hey, man! Oh man! Hey, All right, I knew Jeremy it. Renner. Um, when does he look like Daniel Craig to you guys? Huh? They both are kind of I, funny looking. <laughs> I, I could see it. Hey, what, what? And also, Jeremy Renner. It seemed like he really would prefer to be an action star. Like they, like I it seemed like he was gonna be in like all these kind of classy movies, but he just keeps saying, "Oh, I'll do action movies." Yeah. I don't have an opinion about him either way. I didn't see Hurt Locker yet. He's he's good. He's, he's, he's good, and he's. Uh, oh, I saw the town. I'm not a big fan of the town, but I think he's very good in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's uh, yeah. I I do sometimes wonder like if that 
I mean, there's money in it. There's money in being in the Bourne he film and just, Mission Impossible and the want, Avengers. Yeah. yeah, he's he's got he's got three franchises. Like he's, I guess he's going to take over Mission Impossible, which seems weird. If you're going to take over one, don't take over the other. Like, right? Just <laughs> it, it, it's how about just merge the two since they're basically the same. Right. If the, that's how it seems to no, me. No, they're vastly different. And then I'm sure if I'm sure what will happen is franchises. if Bourne Legacy does well and his Mission Impossible movie does well. Uh, he's going to get a Hawkeye. That's true. You mean he's going to play Alan Alda's character in the <laughs> MASH reboot? Yeah. He's going to play Hawkeye. Yeah. <laughs> in the ma- in the, no, in the MASH as a, TV, as a TV property being made into a movie. movie. Right. It just seems except, weird. Except in this one there's vampires and it's a superhero movie. Yeah. <laughs> it just seems weird to me that... that um, that two different and don't I'm not talking about Jason Statham who's always Jason Statham whether he's Crank or the Transporter or Safe uh-huh. uh, the character's name is Safe I assume I think right? so yeah. what's and Safe? Uh, what's that for that's me? the one that's coming out tomorrow yeah or we'll be uh, out by the time this there's a Jason goes. Statham vehicle coming out tomorrow I'm excited I'm lining up to see it <laughs> that's that's the be- that is the best Robert Downey Jr. so far thank you um, is there any actor for whom calling his films a vehicle is more appropriate oh, than Jason Statham yeah it's turn this vehicle into overdrive <laughs> yeah exactly but it's uh, so like that aside where basically all of his movies they could all be the same character it's it just seems strange that the idea that Jeremy Renner would be taking over two separate franchises about action, suspense, and, poli- and political espionage. Uh-huh. And it's just like, I mean, I guess it makes sense, like from a financial standpoint. But what, like, but I mean, does do, does the world love Jeremy Renner enough right now? I mean, I don't or, think are, are they? Do people care who Jeremy Renner? Is? I think most people still don't know who actually he is. know who he is. Yeah, I th- I don't think they know quite who he is, but I think he is going to catch on. Yeah, I think. I think people will probably like him as Hawkeye, and I think Hurt Locker did well on DVD, and and the town was very successful. Now that I think about it, hmm. so I think people probably saw that, and uh, I'm like, ooh, this guy's a live wire. He can play live wire. All right, uh, Celeste. He's and on Jess- fire. Live wire. Celeste and Jesse Forever was at Sundance. I don't know anything about it. Nah. It looks. Uh, it, it, it looks, looks very much like not my kind of movie. It looks like um, from the makers of the. From NBC, from the makers of NBC, <laughs> the makers of NBC stuff. It, these guys. It kind of look, maybe it's because it has NBC stars, but it kind of looks like um, Away We Go. That uh, it, it looks like, um, yeah, it looks like, yeah, um, or like it's like a more indie the uh, the breakup, the switch up, the uh-huh. switch over, the switch off, the breakdown, the the, the, the whatever, the change around, the, the do over. The do over. <laughs> The, the gimme. The shake ups Yeah. Um, Premium Rush. Didn't this movie come up on the podcast recently in terms of boring titles? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I yeah, just yeah. went weird because before you said that, I looked at that picture and I go, Joseph Gordon-Levitt in Premium Rush. <laughs> <laughs> boring. Because it it's, it's one of those titles that a bunch of different movies could be called. I think right. we had this conversation. Yeah. Like Quicksilver already. or something. Right. Maybe it's a throwback. To, like, right. But like uh, the, the Kevin Bacon. Well, I oh, don't yeah. want to say that because like, isn't that about, about a bicyclist or something like that? But the one I always referenced that I referenced last time is uh, the Carl Franklin film Denzel Washington vehicle Out of Time. Yeah. Like, oh, so yeah. Or, or like Primal Fear. Primal That's, fear. yeah. 
Uh, and by the way, I'm very excited that uh, it has now become an official Josh Fatem episode because you have yelled boring. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Look, I'm trying to go easy on on the viewers that you say don't listeners. like when I – the listeners that say you don't – that say they don't like when I'm just like, ugh, ugh, ugh. So they can go see their little Diary of a Wimpy Kid or Ruby Sparks or Neighborhood Ted, whatever the shit. <laughs> it all looks like a bunch of shit. Uh, they about, can eat shit. Don't be violent with that magazine. That's mine. What about Total right. Recall? Shit. Actually, he's got mine. I've got yours. Shit. Oh, okay. It looks like sh- I mean, I didn't actually haven't seen anything about it. But Len Wiseman, I mean, this guy's mm-hmm. this guy's the lamest. Len Wiseman. Yeah, what, he's pretty lame. What has he made? He's made the Underworlds and. And did he make an Alien vs. Predator movie? Probably. Uh, I, don't I don't know. He's, he's just, made well. He he's made three of the four Underworlds, right? And he's am I right? He's the one who's peddling. <laughs> could be wrong. He's but I peddling Kate Beckinsale's career, like because they're married. I guess he's just mm-hmm. like she, he just sticks her in there. I guess. And uh, now, friend of the show, uh, Jason Eakin says that it looks really good, but at the same time, he's not. He only recently watched the Paul Verhoeven uh, Total uh-huh. Recall and did not care for it. Well, who doesn't like that movie? I don't know. That's Jason Eakin, I guess. Are, no. are you a fan of Verhoeven's Total Recall? Shit, yeah. Okay, good. Hell yeah. That is that's yeah. awesome. Um, the Campaign. I didn't have, I've only just heard of it just this moment when I looked at this picture. Uh, it's directed by Jay Roach, who has made some good stuff and some less good stuff. Yeah. His uh, TV movies are to be taken seriously, huh? Yes, yes. I, I didn't see Game Change yet. I liked it, Game Change. I liked Recount. Um, so uh, and and then, but when he makes studio movies, he makes Dinner for Schmucks, which I didn't see. But I still, I, I still stand by that first Austin Powers movie. Uh, oh yeah, that first I, Austin did, Powers is pretty funny. Did you see Dinner for Schmucks? No, I did. And and it's not terrible. And there's some like real genuine like human. I mean, there's some real genuine human awkwardness there. It's not all just crazy uh, gags, though there's plenty of it. Like, he also made Mystery Alaska, which seemed like he was moving toward an, a department that like he might have wanted to make more movies like, and yeah. then no one saw it, and so he just... I, I saw Mystery stuff. Alaska. It's a perfectly competently made film with almost no real personality of its own. So like, it's a real dullard. Just yeah, it, it's hard to dislike Mystery Alaska, but it's hard to like it, too. So it's a bit... Isn't Burt Reynolds in it? I think so. I think so, yeah. It was like right when Burt Reynolds was like, it was after Boogie Nights, and, yeah. and Burt Reynolds was like, hey, Burt Reynolds could be good again. Mm-hmm. And then his face. And Mike Myers is in. Oh, yeah, Mike Myers in. Mystery Alaska. Uh, and well. then he also made Meet the Parents, which I don't care about. Oh, yeah, I don't like that movie. And I was actually reading about the campaign uh, the other day, and it's. So for those who don't know, maybe like like Josh, it's a. Yeah, the yeah. Alphanac is Will Ferrell vehicle. Yes, um, that Will Ferrell plays a Democrat. Someone, those uh, guys were just frustrated yeah. listening at home. They were like, yeah. say what the movie is. He's an established, I guess, Democratic uh, congressman mm-hmm. uh, who has a sort of Anthony Weiner type of uh, scandal. Well, that's mm-hmm. funny. And suddenly his um, seat is, his, his grasp on his seat is in uh, question. And um, Zach Galifianakis plays a sort of, uh, I guess, I'm not sure what to <laughs> like a, a kind of simple plucked from obscurity Republican. I believe the word you're looking for is goober. <laughs> right, yeah, he's he's kind goober. of a goober. I'll say this. Of like the all the party. big comedy stars, like I don't like the movies that Will Ferrell and Zach Galifianakis make, but I think they're the funniest. Yeah, they're great. Of like the big, big comedy stars that like, st- I think they still have funny inside of them. Yeah. Um, 
Um, or like they don't need to like it doesn't need to be a fluke for them to be funny. Like right. I saw Norbit and laughed a shitload, <laughs> but that doesn't mean I think like Eddie Murphy can just show up and be make a funny movie. Like uh, these guys, I feel like if I don't know, I just hope it's not what we were talking about, where it's just like the laughs have to always be happening. I hope it's like a movie. You know what I mean? I think it will be with like genuine characters. The only thing that bothers me is that uh, I think Zach Galifianakis is a very good actor and a very good comedic actor. I th- and I think he and I don't blame him for this. I I saw a due date. There's plenty of crazy. I keep saying crazy, but there's a lot of craziness in this world, David. Those are dangerous to do, David. Um, but there's just I can't a lot even do the impression. <laughs> there's just they get they I'm give broken. him they give him a lot of like weird stuff to do, and that's fine. But they also give him like some really good like beats to play, and he can be funny without being goofy. Like just look at the just look at the photo. Like they've got this mustache and this dumb sweater. He, he, he can do very he can do a lot with very little. Is what yeah, can, and they don't milk a laugh out of standing there. Yeah. And they don't need to like dress him in this weird way. Like he could still, well, what he can still be here, funny, and he, and he can still craft a genuine character without them giving without them giving him all this broad stuff to to do. Oh, you talking about what he does in Due Date? Well, I mean, yes, uh, they give him a lot of broad stuff to do, and he makes it work. But then also in the more subtle moments when he can be funny but also dramatic, he makes that work then too when he doesn't have all these affectations. Again, I don't blame him. Because I think as an actor, I, I'm machine. waiting for him. I'm waiting for him to have kind of this, the breakout. Like the, I mean, he's at his breakout role, but the role where it's like, oh, this guy doesn't have to be seen. He doesn't have to just be goofy all the time. He can get genuine laughs from just a real character with a real arc. Mm-hmm. Did any of you see the Expendables? Or is I it, saw it. Is it the Expendables? Or the expendables, expandable, <laughs> expandable faces. Yeah, <laughs> it's about a. It's about a. This was a joke I was making when it was like it's about a rogue group of uh, um, guys who who go on a mission uh, to get facelifts <laughs> to get to get another face or get facelifts and go on a mission. Um, yeah. It looks like this is going to be another one. They've like they both need another little nip and tuck. <laughs> yeah, uh, but and I heard that it's now it was going to be PG thirteen because of Chuck Norris. And now it's, but every, the internet was like, "Fuck you, Chuck Norris!" So now they're gonna make it uh, rated R again. Okay, well that's so I, I'll see that. I'll see rated R Expendables. But I'll, here's what I say: I hope I didn't. What I didn't like about the Expendables was um, Sly's attempt at keeping up with action tropes of filmmaking, where lots of shaky camera work, lots oh, really? of editing stuff, and that's what's there's a lot of shutter, flickery shutter stuff, which I am sick of, and I don't think needs to be. In action movies, I would prefer just he, put the camera down and do the edit. Especially like, one that's a throwback to 80s action exactly, stars anyway. Exactly. Now, he directed that one. He directed the first one. But, but this, this one, one is Simon West. Simon who West. Is not someone who's... He, he did like Con Air. Con Air, and, yeah. And, uh, Tomb Raider. But oh, right, uh, right. I I would be excited to see it and well knowing that it's a piece of crap. But, but excited to see it, you know. Expanded cast this time, including... Oh yeah, John Claude Van Damme, who was oh, not yeah. in the first one, right? Yeah, he wasn't. in the first And Chuck one. Norris wasn't in the first Every, one either. It's everyone you can think of except like Jeff Speakman and Seagal. Yeah, right. Oh, Seagal. But it's like, uh, well, he's pursuing his law enforcement career, right? All right. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure Seagal will wind up in the next one. Oh, and they stuck a Hemsworth in there. That's right. Oh, yeah. Liam. Yeah. Um, or Chris? Which one? It's Liam, isn't it? Aren't they? Are they the same? Really? I think it's Chris. 
Chris is the bigger one. He's the bigger known one. Yeah, he's right? Thor. Liam Hemsworth. It says it's it right Liam. here in the thing. Well, why did they stick him in there? Because what's he done? Uh, Hunger Games. Sorry, when I when I saw the no, when I, I saw Chris the trailer uh, for uh, expen- expendable, uh, I keep it, wanting to say expandable. Expandable. Let's um, just call it the. Expandables. I keep uh, when I when I saw the trailer for it, like they just said people's last names. Mm-hmm. And Liam and Chris look a lot alike. It's hard to know which and one I, And I figured, like, well, neither of them are name recognizable, but if one is, it has to be the one who had a whole movie built around him, right? Yeah. yeah. But, well, so, why, yeah, why I guess Chris it's... Hemsworth... I mean, what's Liam Hemsworth done besides... Hunger, Hunger Games. Games. He's, Other he's than failed. that, what's he done? Nothing. Nothing. He, he tried out for Thor, I think. <laughs> they got <laughs> their brothers going after the same... <laughs> no, I don't know. There's, there's some something brothers. that they both tried out for. Mm-hmm. Uh I can't and I don't care. All right. Um, hold on. One second. Uh, John Hillcoat, I know you're a fan. I am. Uh, uh, Tyler. Uh, now, we were Josh, you and I were just talking about this film, Lawless, off mic before we started recording, because it's based on a novel, I think, called The Wettest County in the World. Mm-hmm. And I've been hearing about this movie for, for months and months as The Wettest County, which is a cool name for a movie. Lawless is kind of like Premium Rush to me. Yeah. Kind of a... Kind of a forgettable title. Yeah. Kind of a, a generic throwaway title. Yeah, it's I like, wonder... Why would they do that? Scared, maybe. I don't know. It's, it's just like the... Um, Pushies. Uh, John That's Car- right. Name changes. I'm calling you out. <laughs> uh, it's just like John Carter of Mars, which was a better title than just John Carter. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know why they get uh, squeamish around these interesting titles. To roam with love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Bafta Cameron would have been. And, a better, and anything better also title. like blanking blank. Yeah, is you know the, the movie. It's like they just yeah. gave up on the movie. Yeah, like unless the Finding. second blank is John Malkovich. <laughs> right. That's the, I think few, that's the only. You know, one. I even like Saving Private Ryan. But oh, yeah. like uh, um, when it's stuff like Finding Luck or whatever, <laughs> like, Feeling Minnesota, Searching Time, Saving Grace. I'm trying to think of some. You're thinking I, of good ones. Actually, feeling yeah, Minnesota feeling, is pretty good. Feeling, feeling Minnesota, Minnesota good. was like a reference to like the the uh, the Soundgarden song. Ooh, because he goes, "I'm feeling Minnesota." <laughs> he said, "I'm looking California, feeling Minnesota." Oh yeah! Can you imagine for a second? <laughs> <laughs> if Robert Downey Jr. were the lead singer of Soundgarden. <laughs> we took, it all, took title from a Soundgarden song. You know, everyone knows the Soundgarden song is not that great of a song anyway. But the movie's still pretty good. I can't do it anymore. It's gone. <laughs> I like that. It's gone. Uh, Chasing Close Amy. Enough. Oh, yeah. That's one I don't like. Kevin Smith. Being Julia. Being Julia. Educating Being, Rita. Let's just, like, let's flip through all these and just see if we can, like, uh, watching Neighborhood. <laughs> Sparking Ruby. Expanding bowls. Playing with, <laughs> playing with Ted. Getting Savage. Battle Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, Abraham Lincoln hunting vampires. Retaliating <laughs> G.I. Joe. Menning Black 3. Blacking men. <laughs> Braving. <laughs> Making magic. I don't know. What else do we have? Rising of the Dark Knight. Rising yeah. dark, dark. darking shadows. All right, let's let's move on to uh, well, Law- Lawless. It, despite it was, uh, spo- oh, and also I think Terrence Malick had a movie that he's working on that was gonna be called Lawless at some point. Right now, it's gonna probably can't use that great name. Didn't stop Paul. <laughs> listen, Haggis. Terry. Listen, Terry. It's a blessing. 
It's a blessing, yeah. Gary. <laughs> didn't You're going to be thankful. It, it didn't stop Paul Haggis from naming his film Crash, which I know that happened seven years ago, and yes, I'm still sore about it, that there's a well, David Cronenberg film named Crash. How many years difference was between Crash and Crash? Ten. ten right? About uh, nine or ten, No, I think. no. Uh, Crash, Cronenberg Cron- Crash was like 97. Oh, I thought it was okay. 95. Well, eight years then. 96, maybe. Okay. Well, well shake on it. 96. All right. I think it was 96, 97, and then... Uh, and then Crash was 2005. Five. Wait. Was it 2005? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's like they could have called it something else. Call it something yeah. else. I'm still, I'm still bugged by that. Call it something else. Uh, Come but on, guys. Despite all that, I am interested in, 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 in Lawless. And you say that having not even seen the proposition. I saw the trailer. No, I saw the I road. Haven't seen the, I haven't seen the proposition or the road. All right. Josh, here's what needs to happen. Whatever your plans are after this, you're going to cancel them. Uh-huh. And then, David, you're going to just stay here for a while. Uh-huh. And we're going to watch The Proposition. Uh-huh. And then maybe we'll listen to my episode of More Than One Lesson about The Proposition uh-huh. if you want. All right. So that's what we're doing. Okay. Come on. I I have so much more reason to be excited about this. Than so you are guys. you excited and about Lawless? I, know, I knew very little about it until even just a, a, a couple days ago. But it's about I do bootlegging. I know. That's and awesome. John Hillcoat is a... Uh, Stark and I like that he's and, making period movies. That's cool. He gets to yeah. do it. Somehow he got lucky. He gets to do it. And it's in a completely unromantic uh period films. Didn't he also direct some of the animation stuff in the Red Dead Redemption uh video game? Maybe. That's I hope so. I guess I should buy a, uh something more than a Super Nintendo and get Red Dead Redemption. I've got I'm I'm Red a little Dead better than the, I've got an original Xbox, Xbox. with a um Dance Dance Revolution pad that doesn't work because uh, my ex-girlfriend's cat peed on it. <laughs> Dancing Revolution. <laughs> Expanding. Um, all right. Well, I think we're uh, about done, but we did want to mention Compliance. Yep. Starring Pat Healy. Friend of the show, Pat Healy. You can see Pat, and you can see Josh, and you can see our not good compliance. friend uh, Susan Burke by watching our videos. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, before we wrap up, I watched okay. a trailer for Samsara, I think it was called, and it's from Ron Frick, who made Baraka, and he photographed oh. Kalyana Scotsy. Right. Hmm. So he's got a new movie that he shot out, shot in 70 millimeter that's going to come out. Cool. And now, I watched the trailer for it. It looks awesome. Now, Baraka, that's... Has nothing to do with the president. Does it have to do with that character from... From Mortal, from Mortal Kombat? Kombat with the blades? No, not that guy. For arms? Isn't there a... Baraka, public- he had the blades for arms? Well, I, I I think so. Not for arms, but I think they I think they came out... He had the and blades he, for arms? Yeah. They just stuck out of his forearms like that. Uh, no, it's not about... I think it, that was a woman. It was Katana, right? Or that's There's else. Katana. Right. That's, she just di- a, Katana. that's a different... Uh, yeah, yeah. She had... She Katana, had Katana had like those uh, blade fans. Anyway, well, some sorry. What is Baraka named after... Uh, some some tribal word I don't know. Okay. Isn't isn't there a poet Amiri Baraka? No, I think that Baraka right. maybe, but may, and maybe Samsara is the same thing. But anyway, it looks cool. All right, it looks like a transcendental experience. So look out look out for that. Um, you can find us and our videos at battleshippretention.com. So read uh, reviews. There's constant. We got a lot of reviews lately of theatrical releases. Yes. <laughs> Tyler's very busy editing these reviews. So are you getting, you like, uh, are, are people saying, come review our movie? Or are people saying stuff like that? 
Uh, well, I'm on, we're on some a lot of lists. You're, you're doing good. PR. You're doing good. People yeah, are, yeah yes. that's, that's what you're okay. trying to say. So yes, there are uh, reviews of movies uh, and uh, you know theatrical movies and home video uh, DVD and Blu-ray releases at battleshipretention.com. And also these videos that you should definitely watch because um, they're great. We're very proud of them. David, I, I've heard that we're the heir apparent to Siskel and Ebert. That's, that's what a, I've heard. Smith that's and the Bax. word on the street. Yeah. Smith and Bax. That's what Smith I Smith and Bax has a good ring to it. Yeah. Um, so check those out. Um, you can email us, david at battleshipretention.com or tyler at battleshipretention.com. We'll see. You can... Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash thepretension and follow Tyler on Twitter at twitter.com slash morelessons. That's the official Twitter of his other podcast, More Than One Lesson, which you can find at morethanonelesson.com or in iTunes. And my other podcast is the weekly television review show Previously On, which you can find at previouslyonshow.com or in iTunes. Josh Fadum, where can people find you on the internet uh, or elsewhere? Uh, at Josh Fadum, Twitter. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I've been making a lot of videos, funny videos. Yeah. So look at watch Funny or Die. See if I pop up on there. Um, going to do some indie movies. Yeah, one in Austin, one in Kansas City. Oh, Kansas Next City, month. Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah. Well, Kansas City, Kansas, but I'll probably be in Kansas City, Missouri too. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so that, that, there was a recent. Uh, um, episode of anthony bourdain no reservations in kansas city oh yeah it's, it's a cool town lots of barbecue that's their thing right so you should eat and, some barbecue. uh yeah the guy actually the guy who's making the movie uh maybe you heard a, f- uh, a few weeks ago fa- i guess he's also a big film collector and um and he found like a lost robert altman film like one of robert altman's for earliest movies did you guys wow. hear about that i did not it was like a, a uh, like he made it was like one of the first two things he made and and he uh, this this director Gary Huggins found it at like a swap meet, like a sixteen millimeter print of it. Because Altman is also a Kansas City. Yeah, native. Altman's from yes. Kansas City, and I like that movie, Kansas City. You I never it? saw it. I have the soundtrack, which I love. I think it's underrated. Everyone pa- panned it, but I, I I saw it and I I thought it was cool. Everyone's good in it and cool cool period. So time. what are these movies you're working on? I mean, I know it'll be a one's while uh one's called Deer Sidewalk, uh-huh. and it shoots in Austin, and that's a sidewalk for deers. Deering sidewalk. <laughs> uh, it's I don't know what it's about a, a guy who's a mailman and he has an affair with uh, with an a older woman. Oh, and she must be she becomes very dear to him. I play a friend. It stars uh, Joseph Mazzello and Michelle Forbes. Mm. Michelle and, Forbes. I don't know who Joseph Mazzello is. Uh, uh, he, uh, he, was, he was in an old movie called Jurassic Park. Who is he? He was Tim, the kid. The kid. Oh wow! Um, and he's also in the Social Network. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then uh, the other one's the called Pacific. Kick Me. I th- wasn't he also in the Pacific? I think so. Okay. I didn't see. I don't. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I know nothing. But so that's one movie, and then the other one's called Kick Me, and that's uh, it's an action movie, um, action comedy movie. Yeah. I play a thug who oh. gets killed. Spoilers. All right. Yeah. It's very exciting. So, so okay. So you've died in Dollhouse, and now in died Kick in Me. Dollhouse. What else have you died in? Anything? Um. My soul a little bit. <laughs> right. I died. Uh, I, I, good question. I'm, I'm blanking. I I gotten fired on uh, Thirty Rock. I got fired uh-huh. twice. Uh, kind of. You yeah, got twi- well. I dropped. I dropped her. That's right. There, and then I got fired on Thirty Rock. That's right. And then I died in Dollhouse. I trying to. You remember got handcuffed, the then tasered in Reno Nine One One. 
right? That's true. I could have died afterwards if they followed my story. You know, you don't, <laughs> don't know if the chaser killed me. Yeah. Um, I'm forgetting all my credits right. all of a sudden, so I don't remember like which ones I died. Oh, there I, was your uh, horrible, gruesome death. Oh, in it's e- always e- sunny in Philadelphia. E- eagle Heart. I died in Eagle Heart. Oh, I got an electric chair. Yeah. There you go. Huh. All yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you can find all those uh, all those awesome awesome deaths. Yeah, for those that aren't uh, you know who are vocal non fans of Josh, <laughs> there are places where you can uh, go to watch him die. <laughs> you three guys can shove it. <laughs> that's all. That's all it is, right? Just three three sour apples. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The rest of you, exactly. Well, Josh, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Uh, we kept it under two and a half hours uh, yeah. by fifteen minutes. So thank you all for listening. And we'll get you next time. Bye. Bye.